It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. All right. Special Thursday show coming to you from UBN Sunset Gower up in Hollywood. Right off Sunset Boulevard, we are so happy to be here on a Thursday. There are rarely, I mean, there's nobody that I ever say Merry Christmas to before Thanksgiving. It drives me crazy when I walk around Costco or anywhere else, Home Depot, and see Christmas stuff everywhere. Mike, is it your first show? Turn your computer off. Dude, I'm in the middle of talking Sorry. about something. Go ahead, go ahead, go, 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 go. Yeah. All I heard was your computer. All I heard was your computer. Sorry, I thought it was mine. We have more devices going that we can go. Go. Sorry. Go. All right, so what do we got today? We got... MLB, NFL, yeah, NBA, tough start, rough start. No, this whole thing. I had this whole thing. Yeah, this whole. Well, you can start over. It's like take two. You're an actor, man. What if you were in big audition right now? Martin Scorsese's right there. He's like Mike. Merry Christmas. Basketball started. There we go. That's what you got. That's it. Moms are on there. Wayne's on there. I can't even see. I can't even see anybody. Tough start today. Tough, tough start for everything today. Why is this not coming up? It's been a busy day, Mike. It's been a busy Jesus. week for you. You got a lot going on. You just got back from San Francisco. You're going to Vegas tomorrow. You're a world traveler, man. You're getting around. A lot happening. A lot, a lot of going on. A lot of good meals for you. Glad I could fit in time. Um, I'm glad you could, too. Bartlett I, Hall, one of the best burgers I've ever had. You put that up. That was a hot take. For was you, it a hot take? Well, you're a burger aficionado. For yeah. you to put a burger up on your list is saying something, man. What was so great about it? The simplicity. Okay. I mean, so what was it? For those, I mean, I think I, you said Wayne's on the board. I can't see the board. I like simple burgers. I don't need ketchup leather and a fried egg that was, you know, hatched from an egg in Newfoundland 12 hours ago. I don't need any of that BS that distracts you from the real deal. It was good. It was just a simple, simple, simple burger. Great meat, brioche, and a huge slab of extra sharp cheddar. You like the brioche, huh? Is that yeah. your favorite bun? What's your favorite bun for a burger? It's climbing the ladder. Brioche? What's your favorite bun though? If you're making your like your perfect burger, is uh, it a croissant? Brioche. I mean anything on a croissant, not on a burger though. Not on a burger. What about you? I just like a plain ass like white bun, like that's kind of squishy, not like a Hawaiian roll, but in potato that potato bun. Yeah, potato bun. You know, something just like I cut through it quick and I taste the meat and life is good and we're and we're flowing. But I'm not a big brioche fan, man. It's a little bready for me. How about a Kaiser roll? No, brioche isn't bready. No? Like Kaiser rolls brioche. bready. See, I must have crappy brioche rolls then. Yeah. What about Kaiser rolls? You're 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 frustrated right now. Yeah. Can't pull it up? No, I'm working on it. Working on it. Working on it. We need a tech department. I'm working for you. on it. Smashburger. You ever hear of that? Yeah. My mom loves Smashburger. What do you know about Smashburger? I think I went to one in Texas, not sure. She, it, unmemorable. If you didn't Instagram it, <laughs> not very memorable. But she's very excited. I'll be home in a couple weeks. She's like, "We're going to Smash Burger." I don't know. A burger's a burger, but if if you have a good one, I guess it kind of 
potato buns are delicious. You ever put scrapple on a burger? Uh, I would never desecrate scrapple with yeah. a burger, although that does sound kind of delicious. Is that a, have you like seriously have you done that? I haven't, but when I, we had the loft going at Michael's, we brought Scrapple in and downstairs, the chef, who's like a Michelin star chef, made these like fancy Scrapple tacos with like, you know, pico de gallo and guacamole. Yeah. Oh my God, you, you would have gone nuts. Like with like fresh corn tortillas and perfectly crisped up Scrapple. Really, really good. Yeah. But the Shake Shack has that burger with the the matzo, the the cheese stuffed mushroom yeah. that's deep fried. It's amazing. That's really good. It's amazing. I don't know how they get the mushroom to stay so crispy. It's amazing. So good. Yeah. Burgers. <laughs> Love it. We could talk burgers all day. I like how we always talk about what we're going to talk about on the show, and then we just <laughs> totally derail. Cooper, Hillstone Burger. Get, get Cooper. Coop, go in timeout for a little bit. Yeah, Coop. Come, come on, man. man. We're talking real stuff here. Hillstone Burger. Dude, Apple Pan. Apple Pan might be the most overrated burger in this entire country. That is, that is dude, that is a hot take. Shots fired at an L.A. institution. Just because, first of all, you're done eating by the time you sit down. It's awful. <laughs> I, really? I, I'm not a fan. I gave it another shot about a month ago, and it, 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 not, it wasn't awful. I'm sorry. It was fine. Not even close to top 10 or 20. When anybody says the word fine, yeah, that's a whether nice they're to say. in it's text or anything, I immediately assume that like they're annoyed. Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. No, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's rough. Don't put barbecue sauce on a goddamn cheeseburger. Right. Like, my least favorite burger is a cowboy burger. You know, like, if you see a cowboy burger on a, on a menu. you had a real cowboy burger? Well, with an onion ring? With a freaking, I don't need an onion no, ring. No, no, that's not a cowboy burger. See, to burger. me, that's a cowboy burger. I see it, like, at a, you know, an Applebee's or something. They put an onion oh, ring God, and no, some, that's some not a barbecue cowboy burger. sauce. So, we had all our neighbors <laughs> over about two weeks ago. Okay. We had a barbecue for everybody. So, Jen went to Whole Foods, and we got cowboy burgers. And they have all this stuff inside of them already. So, it looks well, like, like a what? huge burger. Like cheese and bacon it's got, like, and stuff? cheese, bacon, onions, all the good stuff that you want in a burger. Nothing oh, I like that. Crazy. They were amazing. Funny story. So, a funny part of that story is I'm sitting there. I got 12 burgers on the grill, okay? Dude, that's impressive. Many beers in, and my backyard's packed with people. And I'm sitting there, and I'm flipping stuff. And one of my new neighbors, who I didn't know that well, starts talking to me. And he's like, oh, you might want to flip that one. And I was like, well, who the fuck is this guy? What is this guy talking about? He used to be the head chef at the Tasting Kitchen. Oh, so I we talked about that. I was like, dude, what am I doing cooking? I know it's my house. Come on, cook something. So the next weekend we had another little get together down the street, and he made some of this stuff. I don't even know what it was. It was all side stuff, but it was yeah. amazing. What's the etiquette there? I mean, it's like, how do you overstep your like? Do you stay in your lane and let like that's another man's grill. Now look, I'm not. But I had no problem with it. If you're the head chef at the tasting kitchen, you, so yeah, you, then you have like a golden ticket. Dude, to he do had whatever carte blanche to do whatever he wanted, and he was cool about it. He wasn't. Oh, like, he was great. Yeah. He didn't like pull out like a like a, a squirt bottle of applesauce that while well, you squirt this no. down, it brings out no, the no. juices and the caramelization. I would have listened to everything he had to say, Babs. I got to tell you, you got to stop on the board. I love a one sauce. A one sauce. Up, no, 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 no. Got to put you in timeout too. You're putting everybody in timeout. A one sauce and the Hillstone Burger. Come on. That is that's rough. I do love A1 sauce. Quick quick tangent about neighborhood living. All right. So I'm not a homeowner. I've never moved into a neighborhood with my family. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? It reminds me of like when you go to kindergarten. It's like these are your you're going to a wedding with all your lifelong friends tomorrow. You yeah. didn't have a fucking choice. These guys were just gonna be your friends because you all yeah. grew up in Bronxville. Yeah. So now you move into this neighborhood. I mean, you're you don't you don't interview all the neighbors before you move into the house. Right. These are just your people. That yeah. could go a lot of different directions. Go a ton of different directions. And but in our little neighborhood, 
we are kind of, well, we think we're the coolest, but a lot of other people are like, oh, you know, because now Avery's going to school in the neighborhood. So we meet a lot of people and they're like, oh, you're on 138th place. We've heard about you guys. Shit. Like, so yeah, you're the yeah, cool yeah. kids. We're the cool kids because yeah. we all kind of, we got very, very, very lucky on our street. Yeah. With everybody pretty much the same age, boys, girls, all the parents are really cool. Uh, and the favorite part for me is my buddy three doors down, Vinny, has that egg smoker. And Great band. Loves using that smoker. A lot of grubbing going on. Well, hey, Wayne, I'm right. I wasn't invited either, Wayne, so it's all good. It was a neighbor's thing. Well, I know. That, well, that's kind of why I brought it up. It's like you have your own little neighbor click. You know, it's yeah. like I guess you, you don't invite outside people into neighborhood get together. What's, what's funny is Jen and I always talk about like, Every single Friday and Saturday night, we get texts from the neighbors. Hey, well, guys, what are we doing this weekend? What are we doing this weekend? That eventually, when you finally come down again, and I want to get Wayne down, too, for a little barbecue. Maybe when the Sox finally lose one, he might come down. <laughs> uh, if they call us up or come by our house, because everyone just pops in, they pop in see us with like other friends. I feel like, like that's how is swinging started back in like the fifties. <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of people close to each other, a lot burgers of drinking, swinging, huh? burgers. Couple drinks, a smoker. I don't know, but it, no, it sounds it sounds uh, palatial and beautiful. It was fun. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. And then Cowboy I'm off to Vegas burger. in the morning. Vegas, baby. Go to next time you go to Whole Foods. I know your Whole Foods closed, but you're not in that place anymore. Go get a Cowboy burger, throw it on a grill. I go to the Venice Whole Foods now. That's the best I, one. I've that's seen the best them. One. Yeah, they have a great like. Wayne, Wayne's department. furiously typing right now because that's his like his go to spot. What's that? Whole Foods? Venice Whole Foods? Venice Whole Foods. It's fine. I mean, it's like I like to get in and get out. It's too many people. It's crazy. There's a lot of just a lot of everything going on in there. But so it's it's those big fat burgers that like just have a bunch of stuff in it. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on it. Delicious. Check it out. But now there's that new store that everyone's going. Erwan. Yes. Yeah. Over like right off of Abikini. Yes. So I met up with Markarian a couple weeks ago on Abikini. We had ice cream with Avery. Avery was with us. And, uh, he was going there after. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. He was like, I was like, what do you get? You got to get stuff? He's like, no. Just going to go walk around. Uh, that's what Air One is. So okay. for all the people that don't live in L.A., like picture a store where you can't afford anything, but you have to get dressed up to go to it, but you don't get dressed up in the way that you're going out for a night in the town. You're getting dressed up like you're going to the gym. Go in there, grab a basket, and you just walk around for 20 minutes. Yeah. Then maybe get a bottle of water that's $17 <laughs> and walk out. That's the Air One experience. Maybe a couple Snapchats. Okay. Is Snapchat still a thing? I don't know. We never did that. Maybe I did it briefly. It, I mean, it's all about Instagram. <laughs> my mom goes, well, that's what I do for fun. <laughs> I play sports and I watch sports. That's my that's my fun. <laughs> and then Coop said, wears sweaters and hits tennis balls. Coop, you know me well, my friend. <laughs> I'll be back east in a couple weeks. Sweaters galore. I was on Amazon the other day looking at sweaters. I got like seven in my queue. Dude, it's 85 degrees out when we're walking in here. It was sweater weather. You asked me... Not not when I was in San Fran, you texted me. Not like, hey, what's going on? How's the food? How's Jen? How are the kids? You know, what are you doing up there? How about these games? We do a sports show. There was sports on all weekend. Nothing. You said, dude, is it? Are you wearing a sweater? A sweater. Oh, dude, right I, there. I wanted to see you in a and sweater. And I said right back. I said, dude, you would do very very well up here. As soon as October hits, it's breezy. It's oh, cool. It's hair crisp. flowing in the breeze. Crisp, crisp weather for you. You do well in crisp, crisp weather. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Jeez, good intro, Mike. Would have been better. It would have been better. I had a great, I had a great thing going. But you're back now. You're back now. Had to cut it off. Save it. It's, it's still relevant on uh, God on damn. next Monday. <laughs> no, not relevant anymore on Monday. Christmas in October for that guy. But first, I, we got a few Sox fans on the board. Uh, I want, I, I want to, 
I hate jumping on this bandwagon of tearing down baseball in 2018, but I got to do it. Starting with the Dodger game two nights ago. First of all, I just want to say this. These games are way too long. I love playoff baseball. If you go by percentages, and I meant to pull them up today, basketball playoffs, NFL playoffs, the percentage of the playoffs versus the regular season is like 10 times as long as baseball playoffs. 162 games, and then these games kind of fly by. Back-to-back nights, one day of travel, and then boom, there you go. Uh, Expanding it, I don't know. Cut it down to 62 games. Forget going to 100. Cut it down to 62. Everything can find itself there. But I noticed something watching that Dodger game the other night. When Machado stepped on, was it Aguiar's? He didn't step on him. I'm sorry. He brushed his ankle. Yeah. Okay? And I feel like I'm one of the only people who doesn't mind Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck. He reminds me of back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when the Yankees kept winning World Series. That's what that voice reminds me of. And I like him. I think he's a cool dude. I've had a few beers with him, a few scotches at, uh, what's it called, on Pico. No, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the, the whiskey bar. Anyway, I feel like that game was so boring that when that finally happened, he was dying for something like that to happen so that he could just talk about it nonstop. And the press has run with this, and L.A. has run with this. It was such a non-issue. Both of them screwed up a little bit. Manny could have had to hit the right side of the bag. Aguiar could have taken his foot off the bag a little quicker, which he did on the very next out. Step in and go. It was such a non-issue. Non-issue. Um, second thing I want to bring up, replay. And I know the NBA just started, but watching part of the Clippers game last night, keep the ball moving. Keep, the, keep play going. Let's not nitpick. Let's fix mistakes, but let's not nitpick. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Mookie Betts thing, I can't talk about that objectively. The home run, I can't talk about that because I, uh, that should have been a bomb. Should have been a home run, without question. Go ahead, board. Go nuts. Call us in if you want. We got the number coming up in a sec. But that was ridiculous. That's a home run. That's a home run. I know Jeffrey Mayer and the whole Yankee thing against the Orioles, blah, 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 blah. Baseball needs to rebrand itself right now. And I know it's been around for 150 years. If you say, oh, he broke a football record, great. That's NFL's been around for, like, what, 40 years, 50 years. And baseball's been 150, but baseball needs to do something because they are losing people like crazy, especially for these 1-1 games. Last night's game was exciting. It was 8-5, 8-6. It was an exciting game, but it was still almost unwatchable. I don't know. Not shocking. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. I I, I think baseball is fine. Uh, That that game the other night, Dodgers game that went 13, 14 innings, was great. I was watching it. Yeah, it went 13. And that's just fun. That's kind of what you sign up for as a baseball fan. Like you're, you know, you're not going, you're just in. Once you start, you're just in for the long haul with it. It's not like this thing. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, no, no. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but we're on that cusp right now of being way too old and too young. But guess what? Yeah. The, those, the younger people are not watching baseball, man. I, I, look, I, I've said it on multiple occasions. Look, baseball is not a national sport. It's just not. Now is the time baseball is national because right. now we're down to the meat and potatoes of it, and this is what we fucking had to endure for six months to get here. Yeah. And this is dessert. This is like, yeah, this is great, and I'm loving it. And we're talking about Altuve getting robbed. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that. But – you know, it's just baseball is regional. Base like people in Philadelphia love the Phillies, man. Oh, of people course. in people in Kansas City love the Royals. Yeah, that's just what baseball is now. Baseball is not this thing where like the NBA and the NFL, whether you want to say gambling or fantasy sports or whatever, they're just better sports. 
are national. So, like, you're a fan of your team, but I still know everybody on every team. Right. Baseball is just down to this grassroots kind of local sport that throughout the summer but you you're going to follow – well, it, if you're, you're the national, you're claiming you're the national pastime. You can't turn into uh, college football I mean, that's a, and be regional. That's a different argument. That's just people. Anybody who thinks baseball is the national pastime anymore is crazy or 75 years old. All right, I mean that's, well, that's a totally different point. argument. Baseball is still healthy though. Baseball is still popular. I said it to you a couple weeks ago. The best sweat in sports is when your baseball team is in the playoffs, making a run to the World Series. It's better than football. It's better than basketball. Hockey might even be fucking second. To, to baseball because it's an every night grind and you have the pressure of overtime. Oh, for a hockey fan, per capita, yeah, yeah, and and hockey is kind of like baseball in that way that like Flyer. I've said this for years, man. Flyers fans are huge Flyer fans. They still have Bobby Clark tattoos and Dave Schultz. Yeah. All right, they can't tell you seven other guys that are coaching NHL teams, but they are passionate about their team. And oh, I would yeah. say the same thing about Minnesota Wild fans, Colorado Avalanche fans. Those fans are very passionate. Not a national sport. Right. But oh, baseball's I, been not, great. I'm not disagreeing that it's not a national sport. Dude, we come from a place that is extremely passionate. I'm, a, I'm New York. I'm Yankees till I die. Red Sox are still going. We got Red Sox guys up here. We got Wayne. We got Jake. All these guys are diehard Sox fans. I don't question that for a second. I have one Sox buddy. We got into it the other day. He was mad at me because he bet on the Yankees the day after the Yankees clinched the playoff spot. Then he was pissed at me that the Yankees didn't show pride in this and that. So we got into this whole thing, and he started giving me shit about becoming a Rams fan. And he's like, oh, I told you, some of these kids I teach, they, 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 they're wearing LeBron jerseys, and they don't even know why the Lakers are called the Lakers. I'm like, dude, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a shit? You're, you're taking picking, it a little too seriously at that point. Way too. You're picking on 12-year-old kids for being I mean, for, I love picking on 12-year-old kids. For wearing a jersey no problem for the that. greatest player right now? Come on. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it also has a lot to do with this 24-hour media. I mean, we're, we're going to get into basketball, but, like, this manufactured story that, okay, so Durant is out after this season. No, maybe not. No, why would he be out? Just stop. He hasn't said a word about being out. Oh, done deal. He's coming to Lakers if Anthony Davis doesn't go. If he doesn't, he's going to go to New York. Really? What star has, aside from Kyrie Irving for five minutes, has said, oh, no, no, I'm going to go to New York? Look, I'll say this about baseball. And one thing I do like about baseball, especially even this time of year, is like it's just about baseball. There's no underlying political agendas. There's no underlying pop culture, social media, Kardashian, Donald anything. It's just it's this is pure baseball. You bring up Kevin. What made me think about that was you bringing up Durant. Here we are, game two or day three of the NBA season, and people are, are trying to talk about where's Durant going next year. I yeah. actually don't like that. I hate it. I, I, yeah, let's just Enjoy focus the on the sport and yeah. like what's going on in front of us, the purity of it. And that's, that's actually one of the great things about baseball is that I watch a baseball game, it's just baseball, which is very nice. And that's one of the reasons the NFL's been so good this year. Because, Mike, a year, rewind one year ago, we're doing this show in October. We're not talking any football. It's all kneeling and Kaepernick and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, by the way, they played football the other day, and like this team won, this team lost. This year it's been all football, which has been like a nice departure. I feel like the politics is people got fed up with it. It's moving out. We're back to like a sportsy. It is what it is. It's entertainment. Well, that's I mean, they it's had a, a distraction. It's whatever you want The whole want hitting the quarterback thing, I mean, like I've said before, and Kurtz is on the board. He missed what I was saying before. I don't know the percentages, but the percentage of a baseball season compared to the playoffs versus every other sport is way too much. There needs to be more playoffs. Expand the playoffs if you need to. I, I agree with that. Expand that. That first round, the, the, the one-game playoff I actually like. I, yeah. I think that's fun. The next round needs to be seven games. Yeah. How is the NBA playing best of seven 
for four rounds. And baseball can't do best of seven for three? I know. After 162 games? I mean, it's just bizarre that... You know, and the, you start off the season, and you know it was snowing in Cleveland. The first three games in Cleveland this year had to be postponed, so that just crunches their season up. And then they go through heat waves, and uh, especially coming off that lake in Cleveland, sometimes it's ninety-five degrees with ninety percent humidity. And then I you're love playing cold in, weather. Then you're playing October baseball. Yeah, I know, Not but it's snowy, just so different. Like compress it a little bit. The end of August. Okay, yeah. you got nothing yet. We're watching Hard Knocks, where we care about Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor and the Browns and that show uh, whatever dude make it cut it <laughs> down cut it down for then you own it then because right now as a sports fan I love this time are yeah. you kidding me last night I couldn't change the remote quick enough I had basketball on they were talking about some football stuff there's gonna be football on tonight college and pro every Thursday night and then we got I got baseball playoffs it was it was awesome it's but amazing take it back own October and I know just as a disclaimer I know this will never ever ever happen they are never going to go less than 162 games. When they went from 153 or whatever to 162, it was like a national crisis. Yeah, it was 154. Babe Ruth broke that the home run record. Then Roger Maris broke it at 162. Asterisk next to his name. All that bullshit. Like that Great stuff's movie. not. Love like that you movie. have to work under this presumption and like go from there. Baseball is not going to lose games. If they're going to play 162 games, just is what it is. Then how do we make the playoffs better? We got Wayne saying he likes the one game. Rob saying he doesn't like the one game. I like the one game. I don't know if you I like love it. Or not. it. It's but after and I had that, to play in it this year. After that, you got to like you can't play. Yeah. Look, the Phillies won like 111 games that one year, and they we had to play a five game series against St. Louis. Seven game series, we win. We probably win the World Series that year. Too many weird things can happen in a five game series. I, I don't know. That, that's I, we won. The Yankees won 101 games this year and had to play in a wild card game because the Red Sox were unstoppable. It's unbelievable. But they're talking about real same thing. You know what's crazy too in basketball when they're talking about let's get rid of the Eastern and Western Conference. Whenever I hear people make that argument for the playoffs and just seed based on that, yeah. I say you guys are out of your fucking mind. Just because the West is up right now, they're not going to change the way they've been doing things for however many years. I agree with you on that. It's going to go roop, and then maybe in 10 years from now, the East is going to be through the roof. It's a microcosm for just society at large, trying to equal everything out. Everything should just be equal at all times in mm -hmm. every walk of life and every everything. And it's like, oh, well, that's not fair that... You know, the Milwaukee Bucks would be the, you know, they wouldn't even make the playoffs and all that bullshit. That's right. That's, I, I agree. That's things your conference. Will, that's your division. That's what the way it works. Things will even out in the end. Sometimes people are up, sometimes people are down. I don't know one Yankee fan that was bitching that we had to play in the wild card game because the Sox had won, what, 108, 109 games and we won 101. That, that not one person, that was just the way it is. There, there's pennant races, there's win your division. That's it. Like we're in the same division with the Sox. That's, that's, that makes for phenomenal. Baseball, we love it. It blew my mind, and I don't know about the other guys on the board, that the Yankees and Sox haven't played each other since 04 in the playoffs. Wow, that's holy shit. That's crazy. I would not have guessed that. We'll take that every year. As much as we hate them, as much as they hate us, as stressful as it is, we'll take that every year in the playoffs, and they'll take us. What's better than Yankees Sox for seven games? Yeah, that Five games sucks. We got Rob, you know? I get that. I mean, Houston was a nice, you know, consolation prize, and Boston. Well, well, let's actually talk a little baseball. Like, we'll talk about what's happening on the field. Yeah. All right. Like, shocking. The the Brewers Dodgers series feels like it's going the way it should be going, back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to go seven games. Uh, Red Sox win all those games. Were they win 108, 111 games, something like that? They were uh, plus one forty favorites. There's, yeah. 
against the Astros. Yeah. And come out. They're up 3-1, just doing what they do, winning games, raking the ball. All right, baseball. It's such a long game. There's no clock, right? So you got to run through the finish line. You got you have to get your 27 outs to win a game. I like it. So it's different than basketball or anything else with a clock. The Altuve play happened in what the second or third inning? First or second well, inning? First. It was first very inning. very early yeah. in the game. AJ Hinch came out after. Great answer. Look, didn't affect the game. This stuff happens. Blah 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 blah. Where do you fall on that? And is was there a camera angle? that goes along the wall that shows where this fan reached over. Because the angle that is. they showed us, there is no way that that shouldn't have been a home run. What the hell is this fan supposed to do? Put his hands in his pocket? When a Like a, a baseball is literally about going maybe 90 miles an hour off of a bat. is about to hit him in the head. He's not allowed to put his hands up and try and catch a baseball? So what Mookie Betts can jump 15 feet in the air? Good for him. Yeah. That was awful. You know what it reminded me of? And, Jake, if you're still on, and Wayne, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. In 86, the Bill Buckner play. When And we're going to get really specific here. And he talks about when he's going to the, or to the left, when he stops moving, he said it was such an old mitt, and it was so flexible that when he's kind of his momentum stopped, part of the mitt kept going. And that's what he says is why he missed that that's ball. It's a Pruder filmy. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like that's what happened last night. Is Mookie Betts jumped up, and I guess when he hit Rob. the wall, yeah, when he hit the wall, he kind of his momentum stopped a little bit, and it looked like the mitt may have reacted. You know, I mean, we're getting very specific. Reading an article in the New York Post today with the guy they're blaming for that from Houston, who drove from Atlanta just for this game. He wasn't even the one who touched his glove. They have a million different camera angles, not looking straight down because you know it's curved the fence, but apparently somebody else touched his wrist. And that's what made it move. It's just it's it's so nitpicky. It's 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 a bad look for Major League Baseball. I guess is my take. Like you speak when we talk baseball, you speak from the perspective of die hard. Like you're you know baseball, you love baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan, but it's like I, I watch in the periphery. That's just a bad look for the for the average baseball fan. If you're going back to what you said about baseball losing interest and not being a national sport, like you can't have that shit happen on a national stage where a right. ball is hit three feet over the fence. Yeah, Three feet over the fence. Nobody reached over and grabbed the ball. The ball was coming right at a guy's head, and a bunch of guys reached out and grabbed the ball. Kudos to Mookie. If that was... Yeah. I'm trying to think of the most unathletic right fielder I can... Jim Eisenreich. Remember wow. Jimmy Eyes. I right? wow. loved Eisenreich. Great pinch hitter for the Phillies back in the 90s. Okay. If Eisenreich is playing right field... He can't jump over a quarter. That's just a home run. So, again, kudos to Mookie Betts for being able to. Oh, he's a beast. He had a play in the eighth inning to get Tony Kemp that was outrageous. But that shouldn't affect the fact that the ball was over the fence, hence free game to anybody. So, bad luck. Bummer for the Astros. But it will be fun if we can get a little Dodgers-Red Sox World Series. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a picture of Mookie up right now. It's tough to say nobody touched him because there's one, two, three, four, five hands in there. That's not an easy catch, man. Even when you're going back to the, you know, I know in Boston in right center field, it's a very low fence. Then they got the monster in left. When they're getting, when you get up against that wall, you're taking these guys who are some of the best athletes in the world, and it's looking so awkward, so awkward when these guys have to go up and make a catch. This just makes it ten times harder. Great job by the producer putting that pickup. That's a great. That first angle was great. Like he's reaching back into the crowd. I just I can't yeah. wrap my head around that. You can say it didn't affect the game, AJ Hinch. I appreciate you taking the high road. That's a game changing play.
Bad look for Major League Baseball. I hope the Astros can at least make this a series, come back a little bit, because I got a couple bets with Big B where I have the Astros uh, and the Dodgers against him and a couple bets. So it'd be okay. fun to have Astros, Dodgers. But who's winning the World Series, Mike? I hate to say it. I think the Red Sox do. It, it seems objectively, like it, objectively, I'm going to say Red Sox. It's just like it's one of those cases where the Red Sox were the best team all year. They've been great in the playoffs. They're just playing great. Yeah. That whole line, Astros obviously came on late, saved you a thousand bucks, which was huge. And <laughs> you know, but that line in Vegas where they were favored against the Red Sox seems absurd looking back. Red Sox were just the best team all year. What, let me ask you this then, better question, because it just seems to me that these two teams are so much better. Like Wade Miley, pitching well. God bless you. Love your beard. You're hitting spots. You look like Tom Glavin up there on the mound. You're getting rocked. Yeah. By the Red Sox or the or the Astros. Will that series go six games, American League versus National League, regardless of who wins? You mean the World Series, will it? World Series. Will the World Series go more Oh, I was saying first the Sox games. is going to because David Price is on the hill. Oh. I'll say this. The Sox are getting a little shaky. And again, for everybody listening who knows I'm a Yankee fan, I'm going to say this as objectively as possible. Your closer did not look great. I know he extended himself. He's never gone past four outs as he did last night. But, man, he's been giving up some warning track shots and he's having a tough time locating his pitches. When he does locate them, man, they are great, man. They are clipping the side of that plate. But uh, with Price coming out tonight, I expect it to be 3-2 Houston going back to Boston. Or 3-2 Boston, sorry, going back to Boston, which is very difficult, especially when you got Chris Sale sitting out there. With his tummy. My tummy hurts. I don't see. You ever go to the doctor because your tummy hurt? Maybe when you were five. He didn't go to the doctor. He went to the hospital. I don't know, man. He went to the hospital. I had a stomachache. He break. went to the hospital, dude. Man up. Go to go to the minute clinic. Go to urgent care. You go to Mass General. What's the matter with you, in dude? The, in the immortal words of your, of the great Ron Darling, there's a chink in the armor. Ron Darling, dude. <laughs> how, why he has to apologize for He's that? He's Chinese now. He's allowed to say that. Everyone should be allowed to say that. That's a saying. <laughs> Who gives a shit if it was Tanaka uh, no, on the that, fucking that, hill? I disagree because the no, I agree, but the the post putting that up there for Jeremy Lin was wrong. Oh, dude. It was that's, funny, that's post, but it was so freaking it's the wrong. Post. So wrong. But Ron yeah. Darling, you went to Yale. You went to Yale, right? Dude, it's a saying. He's a smart guy. It's a cliche. He's, and he's, it's he's, like, he's Asian. It's so funny, man. Oh, dude. Today, oh, I love God. the world. I love the world's great. 2018, man. It's nuts. Um, I, d- I don't see how the Dodgers can compete with either of these two teams. Uh, and I don't see how Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee gets smoked. So I don't know. I mean, what's what's the what's the betting line, D- regardless of matchup? American League minus two fifty. No, too, not too that high. much. Minus minus one seventy. It's got to be a two. All right, we'll we'll have a little. We'll, you think it's got to be a two? We'll revisit this. I think American League will will be favored two to one. It'll be like minus two hundred roughly. So you're cutting us in the middle. Two hundred plus one seventy maybe will be the uh, will be the bet. It just seems like they're outclassed. Like watching both series. It's like yeah. watching, you know, little not and no disrespect to the National League. Th- those teams are playing great, but those teams. On, now, here's I mean, one thing I'll I'll throw this in too to to take it down a little bit. Why I think it's going to be lower. Dodgers are going to get a DH. They have a, a deep yeah. deep team. Overs. They got they got Bellinger. They got Muncie. They got they got they got a lot of options. The Red Sox are going to have to. I'm already saying it's the Red Sox are going to have to cut that at one point, and you're going to have to see Chris Sale, David Price, Eovaldi. These guys hit. 
That's going to be interesting. That, that That's why I think it won't be at two. That's why I think it'll be down at about 170. I'm just saying, if the Astros and the Red Sox play 13 innings, there's going to be 46 runs. <laughs> the yeah. Dodgers and the Brewers played 13 innings. There was two runs. Did you hear during that commercial, or during the when they were talking about how long that Dodger game was going the other night? It was uh, Buck was saying, he was like, you know, the, the last or the longest Dodger playoff game that went 13 innings was this. Back in 1912, it was like two hours and two minutes or that something Christy ridiculous. Christy Matthewson versus Carl Hubble? So he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I wonder why. And he goes, yeah, the commercial breaks were a lot shorter back then. Uh, I was like, that's pretty good. And he didn't get any credit for that. I, I, know, I got you, Joe. Mordecai Three Finger Brown was not on the hill for any of these games. All right, these, these, these Brewers lineups, Dodgers lineups, are not going to be able to score. How come when they talk about, like, nobody's going to break DiMaggio's record or Wilt Chamberlain's record, any of these records, why do they never bring in Cy Young? Never. It's like, because it's probably... Nobody's, nobody's going to come up with half of Cy Young's win totals. Or because, even a quarter. Because there might be a world you can spin where somebody can approach one of those other records. Oh, the uh, other records. No, yeah, yeah, like creep. Nobody's even going to even... I mean, nobody will win 300 games again. People so are barely going to win... What do you win? 511 games, I believe? Yeah. I think it's five, That's insane. And he's got the most losses of all time, too, yeah. as well. But those guys were pitching like well, all right, four so times a week. This is going to be my last question about baseball. Then yeah. we're going to move on. Are analytics totally destroying this game? Yes. Absolutely. And Coop is going to defend his guy who's uh, now the manager for the for the Phillies, who is analytics machine. Gabe? Yeah, Gabe Kapler. I didn't even want to say his name because that was like the worst collapse in the history of baseball. I think we were the first team to be like over 500 at like maybe midway through August or something and finish with a losing like. Oh, no, we were. I'm sorry. We were like 15 games over 500 and finished with a losing record. Second worst. The worst was on the cover of Sports Illustrated two weeks ago. Who was it? The uh, the Red Sox when they were up 14 on the Yanks. There you go. Bucky I mean, it's like what, what a collapse. Yeah, I don't know. There's a place for it. This is a broad sports conversation because it's like analytics are just part of sports now. Yeah. In a perfect world, there's a synergy between a guy that I test it and knows the game, yeah. and the nerd with the calculator and the pocket protector. Well, that's the thing is, you know, we talk again with Sox fans here. We could talk about '03 now with you guys because in '04 you got us back. '03 when uh, what's his name Grady Little took out Pedro. That was uh, I, maybe the start of this whole thing. I know Moneyball was already happening before we knew what it was, but you're taking the feel out of the game. You're taking that 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 moment in the ninth inning when you walk out to the mound and you look your pitcher in the eye and say he's got it or he doesn't got it. Bring in the closer or you know what I'm gonna let Kershaw roll with this. You're totally taking that out because you're looking right now and you say okay well Altuve's got a 7.26 percentage of hitting the left side of the field so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take Chris Taylor move him over here and blah 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 blah. Basically what's that doing to compare it to football? Football's protecting the quarterbacks. They want offense. You don't want Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes out. You know, the Rams game was going to be Garoppolo and Goff this weekend. Now it's not. Garoppolo's out, man. If Brady gets hurt, if Rodgers gets hurt, it, it ruins the NFL a little bit. I agree with that. But this is taking away offense. But you can't I, – I don't know how they stop it. You can't say, no, this person needs to be here. This person needs to be here. Yeah. Go ahead. Pitch the ball. I, I like what Kenny said. Kenny said on the message board, with analytics, anybody with a laptop can manage a team. Of course. That's right? what I'm saying. And, you know, this would be, I guess, the argument. Like, it's the nerd, I never played sports, I'm good at math guy yeah. who wanted to play sports, found a way to latch on to sports and become accepted Absolutely. and bring it down. So it's like where we grew up revering like the Major League Baseball scout who'd been through all the minors for 40 years. No, oh, man, I saw Willie Mays when he was in single A. and Like, that that guy was like Yoda mm -hmm. 
That guy is now obsolete. Absolutely. Which is sad to me. And Cora because rolled that with guy last knows night. more about baseball on his little finger than any nerd with an abacus yeah. could ever know. That being said, yeah, I mean, look, you're right. Analytics are in everything. Who said that? Coop, I guess, said that. There's analytics everywhere. But I don't know. There's just practical, real life experience matters. You know who says experience does, it doesn't matter? Young people. People with no fucking experience. Oh, well, we say experience doesn't matter. The quote, I think it was Jimmy Connors who said, the problem with experience is by the time you get it, you're too old to do anything with I it. I totally agree with that. Youth is wasted on the young. We can go on and on and on. But experience does matter. Being there does matter. You're going You're, you're just going solo. The, inter- the internet here is driving me Mine's crazy. Firing, I can't see dude. the board. I can't see who's saying what. Oh, good. I'll, I'll keep you posted, man. Yeah. So what, what's your World Series prediction real quick? Who's World playing Series who? prediction, I'm going to go Dodgers, Red Sox, Red Sox, and five. You asshole. That's exactly what I was going to say. Dude, hey, We're supposed to disagree a little more. Uh, I've, I've been we, have, we have plenty of show left to disagree. <laughs> we got a lot of show left. Um, all right. Shifting gears. That was good baseball, dude. That was yeah. the most baseball we've talked cumulatively in three years. Look, dude, I'm not going to talk baseball in June, July, or August with you ever. No. Every week dude, you say. Baseball say writers no. don't want to talk baseball in June, July, August. But in October. I'll talk 30 minutes of baseball with you. It's great. Good. And it's, guess what? We're going to talk baseball next week, too. Yeah, we will. Of course we will. It's going to be a great, it's a great time of year. What's that? We're going NBA? Yes. For everybody on the board, we're going to do NBA for like 25, and then we're going to do like an hour of football because there's a lot of football to get to. So we'll just yeah. bang out some NBA, start it up. NBA. Uh, almost everybody's played. The Lakers kick off tonight in Portland. Um, what are your takeaways after two nights? The first night was... An interesting finish with not an interesting finish, a lot closer than I thought. Up in uh, Golden State, Golden State, and they got their rings with Russ there. There was that whole subtext. Is that an, is that a story or is that just done? No, because uh, no, it's just it's just fun. That's just first off that part of it. Just buddies going after each other. Last year, if people remember correctly, I believe Golden State opened with Houston and lost opening night. Yes, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, and I believe they lost their very first game with KD as well. Very first night KD was there. That might have been the Houston game. But the point is, like, that's a tough game to play. Ring night. Oklahoma City's coming in there. They're playing their ass off. Takeaways. Last night was the night. Did you like, see those rings, by the way? Oh, cool they're like, they yeah, you can like flip they're reversible. them around. Yeah, reversible. That is awesome. That is really cool. Well, you win so many rings, you got to come up with a creative way to... You got to. Cre- Speaking of coming up with a creative way, and then we'll get to last night. I was up, obviously, in San Fran this weekend. And like I, I like doing whenever I go anywhere that I've never been or have been, I like listening to local sports radio. These guys are so bored out of their minds up in Golden State that they are just trying, I'm not even kidding, just trying to manufacture insane fictional ideas that can possibly happen to derail this season for Golden State. I was listening to a 25-minute debate about how if Boogie gets healthy sooner than normal and puts pressure on Steve Kerr quietly in the locker room so the players don't know about it, Pressure on Steve Kerr that he needs his minutes because he's going to be a free agent and he wants to go somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there listening to this. Like, I almost wanted to call in. Be like, you guys are out of your mind. Yeah, I'm not indulging that conversation. Oh, my I'm God. Not, the, the season started. goes back to what I said 20 minutes ago. This is basketball season. We're going to talk some basketball. Uh, look, we can, you can create. when you're. This is just a problem of winning, and that's a real thing. I think Pat Riley wrote a book about it. All right, like yeah, my winning season. Yeah, like, like the, and there's like the disease of me and all this stuff that he talks about. Like, yeah, when you win all the time, like you have to manufacture shit and, and problems can manifest, whatever. But Golden State is fine. Let's all hope that the teams that we like can ascend to a world where it's just like a foregone conclusion they're going to win the title. Yeah, right. You know, so that that's just kind of the world you were in up there. But it's good to have it back. 
Where do well, you want to start? We can let, let me board... let me ask you this question. Yeah, because uh, I mean, everyone on the board, with the exception of Rob, knows a, a lot about this stuff. Um, <laughs> so let me let me ask you this: <laughs> for shots fired, yeah, he knows. We were, we were texting earlier too. So let me ask you this then: we'll start off with this very broad question that you're going to be very good at answering. Obviously, why are fans going to be like? It's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I know you're going to love this: that the Warriors and the Celtics are going to be playing in the finals. Okay. What is worth watching this year, aside from that storyline? What, like, what, what, what gives fans a bunch of stuff to get excited about? Look, I, I agree with the Golden State part. I don't necessarily agree with the Celtic part. I know you don't. Totally, just yet. But I think the beautiful thing about the NBA, aside from all the drama, take it out, if you just go purely basketball on the court, there's just – you go into every, every team – and there's kind of like an interesting aspect to them that's going on. There's a lot of young stars. Let's take the Phoenix game for example last night. Phoenix Dallas, right? If you watch Very that up game, if you watch that, it was on ESPN. If you watch that game last year, it's like God. Look at these nothing franchises. The average fan couldn't name four people on the court. Dirk is still playing. But now you got like Devin Booker doesn't play all preseason. Comes in. Devin Booker's the kind of guy that people talk about. Is he's a hollow stats guy. He's like, you know, he just he gets points on losing teams. He can't make anybody better. Crushes it in crunch time. DeAndre Ayton, big man of the future. Like, comes out, number one draft pick. In a league where big men are becoming a little more obsolete, he goes out, plays a big man game. Yeah, he can step out, hit jumpers, but, man, he's pounding the boards. Mm-hmm. He's got great moves in the post. He runs a great pick and roll. Devin Booker hitting clutch shots on the other side of the ball. Luka Doncic. Like, what a joy to watch this guy play. Mm-hmm. All right, Dallas plays the right way. So my point is these are two teams that are, you know, one marginal at best in Dallas and one scraping the bottom, if we're being honest. Right. They could, you know, become better than that. And what a great storyline. What a great game. You can tune into almost any NBA game, and it's going to be pretty entertaining. Okay, I, I 100% agree with you about that. I checked it out last night just because I knew it was Aiton and it was in Dallas. It was just it was a good storyline. Now let's take it up a level. Because the average fan might not be too interested in Wednesday night watching the Mavericks and the Suns. Okay, they've been hearing a lot of Jimmy Butler bullshit all off season for the last couple of weeks, pretty much. We're gonna get rid of that. I don't even want to talk about that. I'm so sick of that. Let's take it up a level from Dallas and uh, Phoenix. Some mid-level teams that when they're playing each other, that you would tune in to check out. Well, mid. I mean, I would say that's about. You know, there's so much. Everybody's kind of in the middle. We did the season over-unders for the, for the Western Conference teams, mm-hmm. and like seven of them were between like 44 and 48, yeah, 49. So there's just – it's hard. I know you love the tiers and the layering. It, it's kind of hard to do that with the NBA because all the teams are pretty good. But like standout stuff, we're, we're going to do – you love overreaction Monday. It's Thursday. You want to go to like a, a game like the Pelicans-Rockets game last night. Yeah. All right, that's a game that you can watch that game, and that's going to have – Implic- not implications the game itself last night, but these are two teams that in five months we're going to be, be paying fighting. attention to. And there's some superstars on that team. Oh, and there's maybe the biggest superstar in the NBA. I mean, Anthony Davis yeah. has been very adamant about this. I want to dominate the league. Comes out, plays great. They were worried about losing Boogie. It's addition by subtraction. They're better with Miritich. They're better with Julius Randle. Mm. Letting Anthony Davis just roam free and do his thing. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, and the Rondo thing, Rondo leaves, but they replaced him with Alfred Payton, who, mm-hmm. Alfred, when Alfred Payton was in college, he was called a poor man's Rondo. Why'd they let Drew Holiday go? Was he no, Drew Holiday's still there. Drew Holiday, so they let Rondo go. Drew Holiday's still there. Yeah, yeah Rondo's, okay, yeah. Rondo's starting over. 
Ron, who am I? I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking there. of somebody else. So, so, let, so they lost Cousins and they lost Rondo. But the Pelicans come out, and, and you can see that they have something to prove. Like, like It's like, we're going to get off to a strong start. All right, They only played eight guys last night. They ran their starters out there about 34, 38 minutes. All right? This is our team. They're committed to winning. Houston, on the other hand, your boy Mello. There right? you go, Rob. What made the Rockets good last year, and Kenny Neal will agree with this, wasn't how good they were on offense. It wasn't this great shooting for whatever, whatever. They were awesome on defense. Like Mabu Amute. Mbamute. And Mbamute. And Trevor Ariza, who killed it last night with the Suns, who got a one-year well, 18, one. what, eight, 16, 18 million dollar deal with the Suns. Trevor Ariza was huge for them. Now you replace him with Melo, who can't even start. James Ennis. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Carter Williams is getting a lot of run. Yeah. This is a totally different basketball team. To think that they're just going to go out there and put 125 on everybody because they have Chris Paul, an aging Chris Paul, James Harden, who, if I'm James Harden, I don't know. I might be a little bored coming off an MVP season. It's game one. They'll ride the ship eventually. I'm just saying this is a totally different team than they had last year. If you're Chris Paul and James Harden, clearly you know everything you just said. At what point do they talk to management in this offseason and say, no, 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 do whatever you can to get Ariza back on this team, and no, we don't need Melo. That, like, I... Me and Rob go back and forth pretty much every day about Mello. He thinks I hate Mello, because I do. I have zero idea why he loves Mello still. I mean, ask most people in New York. Everybody fucking hates him as a basketball player. I respect player. that about Rob, though. He's loyal. It's but, his guy. But it's when his is so loyalty his ridiculous? I asked him the yeah. other night. I mean, this is, again, I need him to be objective here. Who should retire first, Eli or Mello? They're just two aging stars that just should be done. Like, what is Houston doing? The answer to that is Eli. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, he wouldn't answer until I made him do it this morning. But, like, what, like, what do you think? If you're Chris Paul, you got to be a little disheartened. You had a hell of a run last year. People are saying, hey, you don't get hurt. They're playing in the finals. They, un, you know, unseat the the behemoth of the Warriors. And then you kind of – it's not – that's just subtraction by subtraction. Subtraction by you subtraction. Know? Like, you got to be a little disheartened here. I guess the point is, like, you know, when uh, D'Antoni... D'Antoni wasn't all of a sudden some awful coach because he went to the Knicks and they weren't good. D'Antoni has always been cutting-edge a great coach. You need players in the NBA. So the fun thing about the Rockets two years ago, pre-Chris Paul, and even last year, obviously, they were really good best record in the NBA. Like, everybody on that team had an identity. Everybody knew their role. And that's, like, that's so important in basketball when all five guys are just, all right, this is my lane, this is what I'm going to do. You can watch five minutes of a basketball team... And you know that they everybody is on the same page. And the Rockets had that. Yeah. Like they had it in spades. You watch this Rocket team, it's amazing. Like you, you, people love to just oh, think about the stars. The stars matter, obviously. But like the Heat don't win those series without Mike Miller hitting like seven threes or Shane Battier. Right. Or guy like those are the guys that swing these series to win NBA titles. And a guy like Ariza. Is that guy He's a lockdown defender? He's a very important, especially in today, like the the three and D, the stretch guys, the guys that know how to play. He understood that system. I saw some highlights. They were trying to run this thing on NBA Countdown the other day with James Ennis shooting threes from the, his jumpers, as ugly as Markel Fultz's. Like, so it's going to be fun. But that's a, a good thing to keep your eye on to watch these teams, kind of like have to reinvent themselves just a little bit every single year. And I think. You know, the Pelicans looked great. You watch them play. They, they they like each other. 
They all worked together. That team was put together really well. Shout out to my man Shane Koppelman, uh, Cooperman, sorry, who's an assistant GM down there. They're doing a great job. Hopefully Anthony Davis stays healthy. Yeah, they sneak, they sneak into a, maybe a three seed, a four seed, looking at an AD MVP season. Could be. They're, I mean, they're fighting for position, too. That, that's another interesting thing I want to touch on because Golden State, I feel like they think they don't – it doesn't matter where they are. They could be a four, five, six, seven seed, and they're going to be just fine. Some of these teams, like the Pelicans, like LeBron, they're going to be fighting for but who, who's playoff six, seven seeding. Who are you talking about? If the, if the Warriors end up a six oh, or seven, well, that's not going to. Yeah, yeah. be anyway. By the way, real quick, Carmelo last night, three of ten shooting, which is actually surprisingly good for him. One of five from downtown, nine points, four rebounds, and I don't know how many jab steps, but <laughs> many 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 jab mid range jab steps into uh, a seventeen footer that missed seven D percent of the time. Anyway, so. Talking about regular season, I mean, the West is great because you have all these teams, like you said, around 40, 45 wins, jockeying for position. I was listening the other day to the head of the Westgate Sportsbook talking about betting on the Lakers. He said the Lakers are probably going to go under. He goes, that is such a, a public team to begin with. Then we take LeBron. He goes, expect those lines, and here's a little betting nugget for you guys, expect those lines to be blown up by about one, between one and two points every single night. Because people are going to take the Lakers no matter what. If they're three and a half or four and a half, they're taking them. So the smart money is going to be able to kind of work around that. But heard an interesting argument this morning for LeBron talking about the Lakers. You talk about shooters. They don't have any shooters. LeBron gets to kick it out to even those people in Cleveland, whether it was Channing Frye, Richard Jefferson, Kevin Love sitting in the corner. He had shooters. He's got no shooters around him now. Is he going to try and take over this regular season because the postseason is kind of, I, I, I know people in L.A. are fabricating about, oh, they're going to end up with a you know a top four seed and they're going to make a deep playoff. They're not. Let's just stop that well, right now. Well, I disagree with you completely, but okay, keep going. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Is LeBron going to take a major, major run at a at a, at a MVP kind of season in the regular season, even though Walton said he's going to keep his minutes down, because that will give him five MVPs along with he's Michael not, He's not Jordan. thinking about that, first off. LeBron's not thinking about that. Also... It, when I live in a world that LeBron is not on a basketball team that wins 50 games, I'll probably be 50 years old. Okay. All right? There's no world in which LeBron James is on an NBA basketball team where that team doesn't win 50 games. Okay. There's just It's just not a reality. All right? And then, look, we came on this show. We did it as soon as LeBron signed. Everybody broke down that roster, and they had that take, right? The, oh, no shooters. I'm sure I said the same thing. What's going on with this team? It's the Island of Misfit Toys. I got news for you. I watched this team like everybody else did every preseason game. They're good. This is a good team. Do they have great shooting? They do not have great shooting. We know that. All right? But just because everybody does one thing doesn't mean you have to do it as well. I'm not a LeBron fan. Dude's smartest guy in the NBA. He's a, he's the biggest physical force I may have ever seen in any sport. I can't think of anybody that physically Shaq, affects maybe. Shaq. There you go. That's, that's a great, that's a great call. Shaq is probably second that I've seen live. Yeah. The way he just his sheer force affects the game. LeBron's going to affect the game. He's going to make all these guys better. Brandon Ingram's going to be great. Kuzma's great. Josh Harris is great. You got the young guys, and then Rondo. Man, everybody loves holding Rondo down. Rondo wins games. Rondo makes people better. Javale McGee looks like fucking Wilt Chamberlain well, in the preseason. He's going to catch more lobs. Coming from Rondo and LeBron, coming off pick and rolls, because those guys have probably you have the two best passers in the NBA on the same team. 
I don't know if that can ever be said in the history of the game. But they, I, I, I agree with you about Rondo. People give him so much shit. He's, if he wants to on any given night, he can go out and get you 17, 18 dimes. That's no question. I don't know why. Just some nights he just doesn't choose to do that. Then you got LeBron. Then you got Lonzo. Okay? There you go. You have three of the three top, great passers. Three of the top the seven passers in the NBA on one team. Who are you going to pass it to out there? Got, uh, I mean, Brandon like, Ingram is going to be awesome. Ingram, but uh, yeah, okay. Kuzma can put Hold the on. ball in the Ingram, basket. People have been saying Ingram's going to be awesome. Ingram's good. He's he been, has been awesome. He's been good. He's, he's been, been good. good. Yeah. But to get you 50 wins, and I, I get what you're saying about LeBron. I hate saying it's like betting against the Patriots in the you know in the playoffs. Of course they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're the fucking Patriots. Belichick clearly knows what he's doing. I hate betting against the Patriots, but this uh, this seems this seems very 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 different with the Lakers than just another. You know, ragtag bunch that you think is a ragtag bunch in Cleveland, but LeBron has four guys to kick it to. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, you're you're invi- like that's the thing. You're not think you're thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. LeBron can mold his game to anything, and he has great look. All right, very good NBA talent around him. He's got a great mix of young guys and guys who have been through battles. It's kind. Of, I I think they're going to be very good. The most made over bet. In Vegas has been the Lakers, right? By That's, far, like I was saying before, public, very public team. LeBron's because a public player, guy went to like uh, ninety-seven finals in a row. Why do people all of a sudden think he's not going to win fifty games? But you're kicking it out. Fucking Rudy Gobert is in the West. But you're kicking. Who gives a shit about Rudy Gobert? It out to Lance Jazz. Stevenson. You're not kicking it out to someone who could knock down these threes, uh, dude. This is a he's sheer... playing with a bunch of kids, man. So. You're not 22 years old with your like your Dell computer like typing out like th- corner threes. You remember when basketball was just basketball, and when you have you the think best, it's just gonna go to that this year. When you have the best player on the court, you're gonna win more games than you lose. They're gonna win 50 games. This is just like this is simple. This is math. This is not trigonometry. This is not let's spread the floor. Let's get you know when he goes three dribbles to his left, he shoots 20. No, this is just we have the best player. Everybody around him knows he's the best player. Yes. This Laker team actually has an identity. If you watch them in preseason, of course they do. Yeah. Everybody kind of falls into a lane where you're like, ooh. And again, that is one of the most important things in basketball is having a, a team that is just kind of bound together and understands the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And they get it. And I think Luke Walton, we brought this up. I remember talking about this right after the LeBron thing. LeBron's a coach killer. Everywhere he's been, he's a coach killer. It's got to be his guy. And it was like, I cannot wait to see what happens with him and Luke Walton. It seems like it's working really well. You brought up LeVar Ball. We haven't heard a peep out of LeVar Ball. Where the hell is LeVar Ball I didn't been? say anything about LeVar Ball. But, like, you were like, oh, LeVar Ball is going to go nuts and, Le- and LeBron. Everybody when did said, I say that? Well, everybody, you hate LeVar Ball. I love For, LeVar Ball. I love LeVar Ball, too. But, all right, you're misconstruing what I'm saying. My point is one of the conversation pieces was, oh, LeVar is going to be chirping, chirping, chirping. The fact that LeVar Ball has been so quiet lately for a while tells you that this team is really focused. They're trying to win now. This is not a red shirt year for LeBron. He's going to be playing in front of celebrities every single night on national television. He's going to go in and be like, hey, I just want to play 28 minutes tonight. No. He's a fucking athlete. He's a competitor. He's going to get on the court. He's going to want to win basketball games. This team is going to win like 52, 53 games, hands down, super easy. Where are they going to be seeded? Uh, th- I mean, 53 wins in the West is a 3-4 seed, somewhere in that. People you are think low- they're going to be that high? I, I think they're going to win 53 games. And I, again, like, I, disclaimer, I, I, I know LeBron's, you know, like I said before, you're, you're 100% right about that. 
I don't. Uh, we always talk about teams and identity. This team is heading in the right direction. Before Le- they got LeBron, oh, they're not. They whole were heading yet. in the right direction. They're not whole. But even you say watching them in preseason. Obviously, they kick off tonight in Portland. Not an easy game. I don't think everything's settled yet as far as well. It's not knowing settled. roles, and uh, it's not going to be for a little while because uh, they're, they're bringing fur- a very my, big piece on. My point is, they're further along than I thought they would be. Like, if you told me, all right, by January, they would know where they are. I, that, no, like, watching preseason, yeah, okay, I get it. they're, like, two months ahead of schedule. And this is, like, this is not the team we're going to see next year. What was year. there over, 53 and a half? No, 48 and a half. 48 and a half. LeBron James was winning 50 basketball Why was that games. so low, then? For Because people didn't know, and the West is so tough, and everybody, I think Houston's not going to be as good. Everybody and their mother wants to, like, snuggle up to Utah because it's like the smart guy basketball pick. Yeah. Like, that's what I love on these basketball shows. Oh, I love Utah. It's like the smart guy Utah basketball Utah and Denver thing, are the two man. dark horses. I'm but not sold Utah's on not even a dark horse, though, because everybody's just attacked. Oh, Utah's just a solid team. They're well coached. They play defense. All that stuff is very, very true. And Utah is good. Mm-hmm. Utah, you know, they, they beat OKC in a playoff series last year. OKC sucks. Then yeah. they got swept by Golden State. Uh, you know, let's let's see what happens with a lot of these teams. I think again, people are overvaluing the West. Lakers going to be really good. That being said, uh, they are top heavy, Kenny. I said that every year. I go, people like to think, oh, the West top to bottom is so great. It's solid. It's very top heavy. And so is that you can make that argument for the East too that it's top heavy. There's for sure. You Lakers. Know? That being said, three and a half point dogs tonight. In Portland, Portland's won like 15 or 16 consecutive home openers. Lakers have a terrible history of going up there and losing. Portland's got a lot to prove. Portland's kind of been down, not being picked by a lot of pundits to make the playoffs. Right. Their Vegas over-under actually went down by like six wins from what they won last year. So we'll see what happens tonight. It's going to be fun. But, again, it's overreaction. It's the first game. Whatever happens tonight is not indicative of what's going to happen in the next five months. Oh, it's the Monday after week one NFL. People give it, oh, they're, yeah. we're going to win the Super Bowl. Or the Eagles, oh, where the season's over. You know, forget it. So I'm going to, this is, I asked you a little bit about this before. It's kind of a microcosm of the grand picture here. When they have people talking about, you know, I heard somebody break down why KD won't be coming to LA because he's on, he's at the midpoint of his career. He's going to have a chance to surpass LeBron. He wouldn't want to play with him. And that, there was a valid argument there. I could kind of see that instead of coming down to LA, teaming up. But, these guys, we're talking million dollars. We're talking LeBron, Durant, and then Jordan. You got to think, and I want to see why you don't think so. Why LeBron isn't going after or so concerned at all with this legacy stuff, chasing the ghost of Michael. We like to think that these guys are like, look, LeBron is a very sharp guy, and I'm sure he's very aware of perception, all that. But like, we have all day to talk about this stuff. This guy's in the middle of his career. To think that he is like some magical, like he's there's nine versions of him, and he can like step outside of his body and say, "Hey, LeBron, three, you're in charge of my legacy." Like LeBron's focused on like winning basketball games this year. I think that's all he gives a shit about. You think you really think that? I do. I, I LeBron is a process guy. You can't say he's not. I mean, nobody look. The guy spends a million dollars a year on his workouts. The guy like he is a process guy. And what we've seen over the course of history is the process guys are the guys that are the best, the guys that enjoy the day-in, day-out grind of it all. You have to, yeah. Now, again, I'm sure that there's a small part of his consciousness that's thinking, i got to win titles, I'm in L.A. now. But it's not as much as like we like to make it out to be. 
he is living in this season. They open up tonight. But he's then trying why to win. He just come out. If he's as smart as you are, say he is, and I agree with you. I think he's meticulous. He's a process guy. Why hasn't he just come out and been like, dude? I'm 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 not chasing Michael Jordan's ghost. There's he's, no I think way he's probably alluded to that though. There's I mean, no way he's ever gonna. I mean, the 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 mystique and the ghost of Michael Jordan, which was 20 years ago, it wasn't like if we're talking about Babe Ruth. Well, dude, he's three and six in the finals, man. I mean, like it, like it, it would be if he came out and like what what's the upside? But that's that's what's the upside stop. of him saying that though? But that to, to, but to, Mike, to put it to rest, so we can all stop talking rest, about it. But that won't put it to rest. Him him bringing it up will ignite bit. it'll ignite the fire. Ah. The best thing he can do is ignore it. The season has started now. Look. Summertime is when all this crazy shit's going on. It's time to actually roll the fucking ball out and play some basketball. If he wins an MVP this year, which he he should have well more than four already, that's an embarrassment, I feel like. He's going to be not only the oldest MVP, he's going to be tied with Michael. There's not much as far as the big things that people give a shit about, like championships, which are a team thing, not an individual thing. I mean, we could talk about how bad Jordan was it's before. It's going to be Pippen hard for there. him to win an MVP, Mike, That'll, if we're being honest. It, it will, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's going to be in a public place. He's going to have to deal with Anthony Davis, and I don't think Harden's going to be right back where he was. Giannis is another guy we could talk about. Um, Anthony Davis. That's what I said. Anthony Davis oh, yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Those are you know, the top two, I'm thinking. There's guys they, out they there. They like passing yeah. it. The NBA people like passing it around, ben not Simmons. giving it to <laughs> the guy that should be getting it. But that's something that he can tie Jordan. Like, you want to talk greatest ever? Here we go. Yeah, he won six titles on his team, but we have been MVP the same amount of times. Uh, but again, this is uh, this is a public narrative. It's not a LeBron narrative. Like, no, this is strictly put yourself my in LeBron's shoes. Like, I I would never come out and be like, "Well, I want look, I want just as many as Michael did." Like, that's dude, not, these that's guys not are... anything he would ever say. No, like, I know, it, but yeah. but but for a public narrative, then because everyone's no LeBron, no, your your people are crazy when you say LeBron's better than Jordan. Rob That's thinks he, Rob thinks he could win an MVP. Look, I just think it would be tough. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. They would if they win 55 games and they have this like well, he's going to need to this to transcendent weird season where he brought all these guys together and they you know and he puts up these outrageous That'd numbers. Be fun, man. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be great for the sport. And we you live know, here. This would be great living in LA. That'd be awesome. But you said it. They, they, the writers and the voters they love new storylines. Yeah. And if AD or Giannis or one of these young guys or Somebody comes up with like a crazy statistical season and catapults their team. If like the Bucks end up with a three seed or something, and Giannis goes like thirty with a new coach, that team's gonna be way better. First off, the Bucks are gonna be really fucking good. Yeah, um, it, it would just be hard for for LeBron to do that. But I, dude, I'm not a LeBron fan. A LeBron MVP season would be incredible for basketball. It'd be great for and basketball. And I'm rooting for it. It's weird that in the NFL, it's always the veterans. It's the Bradys and the Rodgers who are in the runnings. Of course, they're always putting up the numbers, and they're getting that credit. But in the NBA, it's like, no, we don't want to give it to the veterans. Let's Was it Steve Nash getting a couple of them where they were like, all right, we can't do this. We need to start bringing in some new guys. What did it? I mean, it's crazy how, how different the narrative is between the NFL and the NBA. You brought up other. You said other storylines, right? You were wanting to know what, like, something to. The, the thing that sucks about the East and the West divide is this: if you look at the bottom of the Western Conference, like you see these teams, and you're like, "Oh shit, these teams are going to be good in three or four years, or maybe even sooner." Right? Yeah, sooner. You look I'm at the, thinking of Phoenix. You, you know, that's barring some bizarre KD to the Knicks or whatever, whatever. Like you know, the, like the Knicks Hawks game last night. Was like one of the most depressing NBA basketball games of all Rob time. Rob is furiously typing. I was getting Just twenty so texts from him last night. The Knicks night. played like eleven guys. I know they were up twenty, uh, you know. But like even before they were up twenty, the, look at look at the the Hawks played 
like 14 guys last night in a regular season basketball game. Yeah. It's just it's almost like they're treating these games like the preseason. Let's just roll a bunch of guys out. I like Alonzo Trier. He had a good preseason. He's a good player. Played 26 minutes. 27 minutes of Ron Baker. Both those guys played more than Kevin Knox. That's a question I'd like answered if I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, Why is so, Kevin uh, Knox getting less minutes than fucking Ron Baker and Alonzo Trier? Ron Baker, I'm, his line was 2-4-4, four, and 0-3 four, oh from the field. Hey. Knox should be playing a hell of a lot. Because, and uh, I agree with you 100%, the only, and Knicks fans, we get too excited way too early, and Rob is guilty of that 100%. I'm not getting excited yet. But one thing that they could get excited about was Kevin Knox in the yeah. D-League and then in, in, uh, in preseason. In the pre- he was great in the preseason. He was great in summer league. You know, league. I'm That's not even. I'm not, not even league. like that. Look, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'd probably be like, dude, just please start Kevin Knox. Can we just get him a lot of run? I'm not like that's nitpicky. He's coming. Up. He he just needs minutes, man. He was four right. sixteen too. Four sixteen. He got his shots up. Uh, you know, I just I don't know. If I look at a box score and I'm going strictly off of motion, and I see Alonzo Trier and Ron Baker play more than Kevin Knox. I'm a little like, what the fuck? Twenty point game. But my point is. Man, like that's the crap. That's the sludge of the NBA. Now, look, I'm a Sixer fan. Bro, I'm still caked in sludge. It doesn't matter how many Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid golden showers I take. Yeah. All right? I still have the sludge of those Sam Hinkie years on my body, and it's hard to wash that off, but that's the new sludge. Let me ask you this. Talking about your Sixers, and I know we've talked about this before, so I know the subjectivity is strong with you. How is the relationship between Simmons and Embiid? Oh, that's a cowherdy kind of thing. Cowherd likes that's to talk what, yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. That's like, why I'm asking. Because and the reason why I'm asking is because I, I don't think you're going to find too many people, especially outside of Philly, who are going to say that the Sixers are better, have a better team than the than the Celtics. No, right? But there's no argument that those are the two best guys on the floor. So that just changes in a seven game series. That just changes. A ton. We talk about letting go of Ariza and Mbamute in a seven-game series when you need a lockdown defender. You have the two best guys on the floor. That's, I mean, Knicks fans, we've had to listen to, oh, when when it gets tight, when we're in the playoffs, you know, nobody better to take that last shot than Melo. Guess what? We never got there. We got there once, and it was a friggin' disaster. You put the two best guys on the floor in a seven-game series, that changes everything. Yeah, I still would love to start. You know, the, the cowherd thing is annoying. I have to turn him off but when, when it, he starts going. I don't think it's it cool? their relationship is fine. Okay. We have a, a, a you good just said fine was no good. No, it is fine. No, it's good. I mean, we have a buddy <laughs> who's the coach there. Look, Simmons is the – look, everybody loves Embiid. Simmons right. is a little difficult. We have said, a buddy who coaches there. That's a, Simmons is – everybody watched the documentary. Simmons is Simmons. That's fine. Though I think those guys – I think, personally, this is my personal opinion – I give them a lot of credit. I think they realize that they are better together than apart. Like, where are they going to go to get a better situation than what they have now? Right. Like, the two best, two of the five best players in the conference on the same team. That's a great place to start. Look, I'm not going to nitpick the Fultz thing. It's just so easy for people to it's, do yeah, that. Yeah, oh, if we could have had Jason. J- yeah, Jason would look awesome on the Sixers. He's not though. Let's right. let's live in the now. Let's live in the reality. I'm not ready to give up on Fultz. It doesn't look good early. We've seen one game. They play tonight. They play the Bulls. They should win by 25. Uh, but I think their relationship is fine. I think the Sixers are in a great spot. I think Toronto, if we're being honest, might be the best team in the East. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so People easy. People are sleeping on Toronto because they, they go right to the Celtics. Toronto is a better team this year than they were last year. Much and they better. won like 62 fucking games. Yeah. They're way better this year. Yeah. They have a way better coach. Why is nobody off. talking about them? What's, Why is I, I, I think because people 
it's the it's the same thing with Peyton Manning when he left the Colts and went to the Broncos. People are like, oh, they want to write your demise so quickly. Look, we saw a weird Kawhi Leonard thing go down, man. That was like out of the blue. Here's a weird. quiet guy who drives a truck and is no problem and keeps quiet and wins MV, you know, MVPs in the finals, and it's great. And then that happens. And then people just write in his obituary, man. Dude, he wants to win basketball games too. He is healthy. Mm-hmm. He is a way better player than DeMar DeRozan. No, no disrespect to DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. You're not Kawhi Leonard. The coaching matters in the NBA. I brought up the Bucks, Budenholzer. Way better coach than kid. The floor is spaced. They're going to be so much better. Dwayne Casey, you, you did a nice enough job. Terrible rotations. Just that team just played terrible. They're going to be really good. Siakam coming off the bench. Started the other night. Like an awesome bench player. They have an awesome, like, they're nine deep, these Raptors, man. And they're, they're heavy at the top, too. Heavy at the top, and they're going to play great deep. Danny Green plays great deep. Kawhi plays great deep. You know, like I said, you bring Siakam, you bring these guys, you bring C.J. Miles off the bench to give you some instant offense. Van Fleet, everybody loves Van Fleet. They should. He's really, really good. Kyler Ray's having a bad game. You bring Van Fleet in. The Raptors are good. Let's not anoint the Celtics just yet. I do want to see what happens with the Celtics. I guess the storyline with the Celtics is, man, you got a lot of talent. A lot. Who's playing at the end of the game? Exactly. Kyrie got benched at the end of that game. Jalen Brown. If I'm the Jalen Brown, like if I'm Jalen Brown's boy, I don't know what I'm saying in his ear because I think Jalen Brown is awesome. I-, I love his game. But, like, you know, Gordon Hayward kind of has to play. Of course he does. Jay Stadium is not coming out of the game. Al Horford, probably not coming out of the game. And then it's just, kind of, you know, the uh, Kyrie came out of the game. Terry Rozier's in there. You got Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown might get uh, – not that he seems he's a really good kid by all accounts, but let's just see who is the malcontent. Will there be a so you think it's going to get pretty rough? Or it has just, the potential not, to get rough. It does. I think Brad Stevens, they have a great infrastructure. They have great culture. They yeah. know they have something special oh, going they're on. They're making him the greatest coach ever already. They are, which is annoying. They, but if you're looking for something, well, let's kind of just see what happens with that stuff. But that team is immensely talented. If they do hold it together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for the Sixers to get out there, to get to the finals. Uh, you know, The Celtics are better. Toronto's better than the Sixers now. Yeah. just is what it is, okay. we're being honest. One thing to address the board real quick. People are going nuts. Rob, Coop. Rob, I, I, Rob, I love you, dude. I absolutely love you. We need to get beers very soon. And I love how loyal you are with the Knicks. But, dude, until Dolan is gone, that team, Coop is right. We're down there lower than Cleveland. Cleveland's turning it around. Then the Browns and the Clippers. Clippers had a decent run. Yeah, sure, they're always the JV team to the Lakers. They will always be, just like the Jets are the JV to the Giants, and the Mets will always be the JV team to the Yankees. But the Knicks need to get rid of Dolan. Yeah, sure, there was a slight uptick. We always talk about identity. It looks like the Knicks are trying to find that identity. For the last 15 years, we haven't had an identity, and we've never been close to one. But this is what Knicks fans do every year. We get excited about absolutely nothing, and we think the next big star is going to be like, you know what, I'm going to be the one to go turn this franchise around, and nobody's come. Nobody wants to play in the garden. But as we all know, sports, basketball especially, change on a dime. Yeah. All right? They change on a dime. Uh, the Dolan thing, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, that stuff kind of matters in, in an era of the NBA where everybody is hyper-aware of kind of everything that's going on. Uh, hard to get a free agent, but it's still New York. L.A. is still L.A. I know. You know, we haven't seen it, but it doesn't mean we're not going to see it. The whole So hey, you get a, KD, a, Number you one get something. next year is an absolute team changer, franchise changer. Yeah, so, you know, let's. that's the beautiful thing about the NBA. It can change 
very, very quickly. TJ, Tom, my buddy Thomas on the board, big Pelicans fan. We kind of touched on it earlier. Going to be a great year for the Pelicans. Pelicans are always a team I check in on, just just strictly for AD. And they're fun to watch. They're going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to see some new blood. Like, I I get the Golden State thing, but there's just kind of like, you know, it's an organic living fluid thing, the NBA. So we're going to see some... Some fun stuff happened this year. It's going to be a great year. Also, the Knicks got a little subtext, which they shouldn't have. This whole not extending Porzingis. Is he going to be healthy? He can go back on the floor and blow out his knee. And guess what? He might be done career-wise if he blows out his knee. A seven foot four, 180-pound dude who can't play defense blows out his knee again. That could be it. That, that, that's been our, our hope for the last 15 years to get someone like this, and he might be done early. Coop on the message board talking about Clippers want their Clippers best player wants to be traded. I don't who's their best player. Uh, Lou Williams. That's what I was going to ask him. Tobias Harris. Who's the best guy? I I didn't know Tobias Harris or Danilo Gallinari wanted to be traded. They have a great. Gallinari just got there. Yeah, they have a great young rookie in Shea Gildress Alexander. Uh, I actually like this Clipper team. Like they're like that thorn in your side. Like you play the Clippers on like a Tuesday. Like I I don't know how many times they play the Warriors this year, but if you told me like the Clippers beat the Warriors at home. In yeah. March, I'd the- believe it because like Patrick Beverly got into into Steph Curry and you know Avery Bradley got into Clay Thompson and Gallinari got hot and I like this yeah. team. And then like here's the thing, we'll end some NBA with Boban. Okay. So here's a guy for people that are NBA fans: Boban Marjanovic. Google him, throw him up on Instagram. Seven foot three Serbian guy, like two percent body fat. Like most big tall dudes like that aren't jacked. You think of Sean Bradley and, and, and George Murison? Boban is jacked, dude. He's got like Those a... Are two polar opposite bodies, too. Yeah, but they're Murison like gangly and... bodies with oh, no yeah, yeah, muscle yeah. tone whatsoever. Right. Boban is just like a... Phys- he's like a, an alien And he can human. dance, too. Yeah, he's like... He's actually like fluid. Like he can move. Doc rolled him out last night. And now he played against Jokic, who's his boy. But, dude, you play this guy 15 minutes a game, he's going to get you like 12 and 9 in 15 minutes. So uh, I'm ex- that's a weird storyline that I'm into this year. I would like to see Boban get re- like some regular minutes mm-hmm. with that team and see what he can do because he's a game-changing, if used properly, type of player. And you know, he and he's a lot of fun to watch. So so check him out. All right, that was good NBA. Yeah, we get to do NBA every week now. Love it. Can't wait. I like it. Like it. Uh, all right, real quick, let's jump on college football and then head right to the NFL. Fire. College football is getting exciting as shit. It's getting really fun. Some great games coming up this weekend. Um, you get Michigan, Michigan States. You're starting to get the more of those matchups. I know they've been spreading them out a little bit more, so you get some of those monster matchups earlier on in the season, but this is when it really, really takes over. SC had a good win against undefeated Colorado. Pac-12 officially out. There was a strong argument for them, even with Auburn in a free fall, but there was still a strong argument that they should be considered in that Final Four uh, with Washington, if they were to run the table, beat Stanford, beat Colorado, probably beat SC in the championship. But now, with their loss this past week, they are done. Bunch of undefeated teams went down last week. Bunch of under four undefeated teams left. A lot of one-loss teams. A uh, lot of one-loss teams. I'm just I, excited for this time of college football. I love this stuff. The sad part for your Pac-12, and it is your Pac-12, is that like they would have had a legit case. Like I would take Oregon. Over yeah, Michigan, looks good. They're one of if those Oregon plays Michigan up. on a, a neutral field, I would bet Oregon all day and twice on Sunday, which could potentially be a Rose Bowl matchup. If Oregon could, played Notre Dame, Rose Bowl. I would take Oregon minus ten against Notre Dame. Get out of here! You wouldn't do that. I think Oregon is Dude. really freaking 
good. Do you know who else is Notre Dame? They're really they had a little scare from Pitt this week, but they they were they're really really good. Yeah, they kind of didn't blow out Vandy. Uh, look, I think Notre Dame is good. Don't get me wrong. I think Oregon is really good, and it's just a shame they're gonna win out, and that fucking game against Stanford. Yeah, where they just they're twenty four seven. They're going in and they give up a 97, 93 yard fumble return for it, and they lose. That's going to be the pack. So the, the, it wasn't Washington all along; it was Oregon all Oregon. along. That was the team that we should have been talking about. And there was a team in between them. It was either Washington or Stanford. Nobody considered Oregon yet. That Stanford team was always just kind of blah. Like they played tonight, or they play Arizona they play, State. They play Arizona State tonight. Your Herm Edwards squad. God, talk about a fall from grace, man. They were the national headlining story. Who do you like? Real quick, we'll, we'll pick a game. I think it's a three-and-a-half-point line. I saw two-and-a-half. Let's say it's three. Let's right, just we'll say it's three. Arizona. Stanford. Stanford plus Stanford. three? Yeah. Okay. This uh, I feel like they are too well-coached and too tight. It's a very Stanford take. They're very uh, smart yeah. players. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they, they, they just do It's what they did to USC. There, there were no frills. They didn't surprise USC. They pounded the ball. They just loaded the box, and they dared a, fre- a green shirt freshman to throw the ball, and it worked out for them. I think this Arizona State team is way too wild, and unless they just click tonight, I think Stanford's the bet tonight. Okay. Who's in the playoff? We'll, we'll, we'll rush through football a little bit here. NCAA, rather, not NFL. We'll see. Yeah, we'll rush through it. This is the fun part about it because the SEC, you got some teams. Clemson is definitely in. I don't. They're, they're, yeah, not, they're not losing. They're, they're without question in. You got Alabama, you got LSU, you got all those guys. They got to play each other. You got Georgia waiting right there with one loss. LSU's got one loss. That could be a disaster. Could be. But nobody's beating Alabama. Nobody's beating Alabama. All right, so you got two guaranteed. You got Alabama and you got Clemson, Clemson. guaranteed. Notre Dame, guaranteed. I don't, th- I don't think Ohio State loses. And I don't, I don't think, think so. Notre Dame loses. But for the sake here's of the argument, thing. Ohio here's, State loses. Here's the thing. Yeah. This hasn't happened before. There's no, and it's not going to happen this year, there's zero chance we get the only four undefeated teams, teams. Yeah. in the Final Four. So maybe maybe that's the Big Ten Championship. Maybe that's the SEC Championship. Maybe that's Bama LSU. I think that's at Bama this year. I'm not positive. Well, there, there might be five undefeated teams, Mike. UCF. UCF. Yeah. They're national champions, according to them. National Out- champs. Outside looking in again. <laughs> All right. Two minutes, though, for the sake of argument. Yes. Ohio, Michigan beats Ohio State. Who is your fourth team that gets in there? You probably got to put uh, a, a one loss. If LSU ends up winning the Big Ten or the SEC, okay. you got to put a two win or a one loss Big Ten. Okay. But let's SEC say Alabama team. runs the table. Okay. That see, that's the you know. Well, so, that's when it gets fun. Yeah. Assuming this stays relatively, I mean, we got what? How many? There's 14, 13 one loss teams. That's when it gets fun. Obviously, those are going to dr- fall off, you know, big time in the next couple of weeks. But let's say you got four or five one loss teams. Let's say Bama runs the table. Ohio State, Clemson, uh, whatever. Michigan. You got Texas. Georgia. Oklahoma. What about Oklahoma, man? People were riding so high on them, and then they lost one. But that's what I'm saying. The most likely scenario of, of what's left, uh, the likely scenario is Notre Dame runs the table, right? Like they don't really have a tough schedule. They have uh, who they do they have SC, left? SC man, that's not that's not easy. That's not easy. But okay, Notre Dame runs the table. That's Alabama runs the table. Also, that's, you, that's you said here. Clemson. You're pretty confident Clemson beats Clemson's, NC yeah, State. Well, they play NC State. NC State's good. They're five and zero. Yeah, yeah, that's no but, joke. Uh, that's not an easy one. But Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan beats Ohio State. Who is that next team though? Who is the who is the team in line after that? All right, so assuming, assuming Bama beats LSU, so LSU's got two losses. Michigan six and one, Texas six and one, Georgia. I See, mean, that's oh, the God. fun. 
but you know what this I'm trying is what to. They this is it. what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do, create something. This is when it gets fun. That brings the Pac-12 back into it. Oh, Pac-12's out. Oregon runs the table, blows people out. Just fucking runs it. A bear Hebert is that a Hebert? A bear? I keep wanting to call him E Bear. A bear, the oh. guy from the Saints. Bobby A bear. Bobby A bear. They run the table. They put up forty five a game. They're just clicking. They might sneak in. There's my hot take right there. They Oregon. Won't. I just found a road for the Pac twelve to be in the championship. They win the Pac twelve title. They get in over any of the Big Twelve teams. I love how we've totally, totally switched. Oregon. I, I, dude, I think this Oregon team is really freaking good. They are, and I'm trying to bring up their schedule if the internet would work to see how they go at the end. They need another big. They need another big team. But like they you said, USC's coming on. They're playing well. But like, this, this happened. What was it? La- or two years ago when SC just started. They lost early, then they lost started to Utah rolling early. Yeah. And then they had a hell of a Rose Bowl against Penn State. That was that was awesome. But they weren't getting in. So Oregon, they got to go. Tomorrow, to Washington State. Oh, there we go. Schedule's up before I can even get it. Nice. nice to job. Washington State at Arizona, which is a win. UCLA's a win. At Utah, not the easiest place to play, but this Utah team is not as good as they used to be. At Arizona State, at Oregon State. They don't have much. They have nothing. But they also don't have another big win to propel them as a one-loss team. If they then they Let's say they beat USC, because USC, if they win this weekend, they're in, they already are in the driver's seat by beating Colorado for the Pac-12 South. Then if they play Oregon and Oregon blows the doors off the place, Oregon's running the table, beating everybody by thirty. That's interesting. I don't. I don't hate that take anymore. It's it's it's, it's possible. Washington College great Andy Manos on the on the board saying Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, LSU. That's not possible because that that is a world where Bama loses and Bama's not yeah, losing anybody. Bama's LSU can't get in unless they beat Bama. That's not that's just not going to happen. Bama's so good they might they, if they yeah. want to they could sit Tua this week because he's not feeling they, so well. Yeah, Bama's just going to win. That, that that's not even what we're talking about here. We're talking about and I'm not smoking there, Andy Manos. Cause it's great out here. All right, and Mike Stringer says medicinal. It's California is legal if I if I chose to do that, but I'm Johnny Pack Twelve. There so you we're go, buddy. We're shifting gears. We're huh? shifting gears. I said the Pac-12 was dead. It's not dead. It's got a heartbeat. Oregon. It's, I would got, love a, it's got a heartbeat. I wonder what kind of odds. There's got to be odds for that. Somebody look that up. Oregon to make the playoff. It's got to be, like, huge odds. I took Washington and USC before the season started to make the playoff, and I thought those were the only two because nobody was, nobody was, everyone was sleeping on Oregon, and they should have been. Oh, man, they should not have blown that game. They what do you think Chip Kelly's thinking right now? Why is blown. Chip Kelly thinking, why the fuck am I at 1-6 UCLA? Yeah, but, dude, UCLA favored by 10 this week. <laughs> Huge win at Cal last week. Anybody who thinks UCLA is not turning the page at some point and winning, like, 9-10 games is crazy. Yeah, in, like, two, three years once Chip gets all his guys yeah, in. Uh, yeah, two. You know two, how not long, three. You know how long two years is in college football? Oh, it is, totally. But, like, he's already turning the page a little bit. The alums want him gone already. All right, to win the national title, Alabama minus 350. That's still way, way, way too low. Go all the way down to Oregon to win the national title. Or to make the playoff or win the national no, title? No, all I have is to win the national title. Right. But you can kind of extrapolate it down a little bit Plus and kind of. 2,500. No, 8,500. Wow. So that, but like to win the so national it might be title. 25 to get to. To get, that's what I'm saying. To win the national title means you got to get in the final four. But they are, there are one, two, three, five. Yeah, there's about eight teams with better odds than Oregon. Okay. But those teams are going to pick each other off little by little. Like LSU is plus 2,500 to win the national title. They might as well be plus 25,000 because they're not beating Alabama. So they're not really in the conversation. I'm telling you, Mike, Oregon. Looking right now, too, real quick, Ohio State. They go to Purdue. They're going to destroy them versus Nebraska. Might be the worst team in college football. 
Uh, at Michigan State, 24-ranked Michigan State. I'm, I'm not sold on Michigan State. I, I know they're turning it around a little bit, but I watched their first two or three games. They are dog shit. At Maryland, Maryland's a little bit better than everyone thought. Be what they beating Texas. Uh, and then they play Michigan at home. Harbaugh, ugh, that's a, that, that's. I don't want to say anything could happen in that game. Harbaugh, tough record against Ohio State. Very tough record. So Ohio State, I, I you got to put in there. And then who are they going to play in the in the championship? Yeah, all of this is predicated on Ohio State losing to Michigan, or Clemson losing to NC State, or Notre Dame losing it, to USC. But one of those things is not absurd happening. Maybe. Well, no, because it, it always has. That's yeah. the thing. If there's going to be a year when the four teams are undefeated, this is it. This this is lining up very well for those four teams to be undefeated. I think that you could argue the toughest game of those four that's left is Notre Dame going to USC. That might be the toughest one that these four teams have to do. Big Big B on the board said that, by the way, Oregon is a three-point dog this week. All right. Uh, we're gonna do they, our pick. At Washington State. We're gonna do our picks at the end of the show. Our five picks. We're on fire right now. We're officially like incendiary. We're three one and one last week. We're just giving out winners left and Dude, right. Locks like just, we don't even have locks of the week. Locks of the just everything. Just locks right free now. Free money, mostly sports. Free money picks of the week. Washington State. They're getting three. That's gonna be one of my picks. Oregon plus three will definitely be. Is this gonna be our one, first week doing same pick? Are you gonna take? I've tried to avoid some of your picks, so we have different picks. Sometimes you send me picks early, and I'll move around a little bit. Sometimes I'll send you picks. And Kenny Neal, Kenny Neal on the board uh, with another. Uh, all right, here's another one of my picks. Since we're doing college football, these are going to be my two college football picks. Two underdogs: Oregon plus three, Michigan State at home plus seven and a half against Michigan. That is a weird line. Like this Michigan thing has gone way too far in the other direction. Like, Michigan is fine, but, like, Desmond Howard's not out there. Ty Wheatley's not running balls. Tim Biaka Batuka. Biaka Batuka. Isn't out there breaking off 70-yard runs. First shout-out on the show. First shout-out for Timmy B. Michigan good. State coming off a big win against a very good Penn State team. At home, in a rivalry, getting more than a touchdown. Give me Sparty, baby. We double check. I, mean, I got no internet right now. Bring your thing up. Double check that Oregon line because I don't see unless somebody is. I'm hurt. looking. I'm looking at it right now. You are. Yeah. That's a strange line. I took a quick glance at everything this and morning. And it's going up. And I didn't see that line at three, or else I would have. I would have bookmarked that. I checked to see. I'm looking at it right now. I opened it two. It's up to three. So I got Wash. I got Oregon plus three. Michigan State plus seven and a half. I got news for you. Give me a money line parlay. Oh boy! With those two, now 50, we're getting fifty fancy. to win about probably like seven hundred. I'm looking at Oregon. Where's Oregon? What time is that? What time is that game on Saturday? Uh, the Oregon game. Yeah, Oregon game is at night game. Where's Where's Washington State? Cor- no, that's Cor- uh, Oregon State. It's Corvallis. Well, Pullman. Pullman, Washington. Oh my God! This fucking internet. Probably a tough place crazy. to play. It's and you have plus three. Plus three. It's a very tough place to play. Washington State's good. I don't know why you think Washington State's so bad. I think the Pac-12, I'm coming around in the Pac-12. You've, de- you've defended it all year. I've said what dog shit it is. But no, Pac-12 it is, is a- actually like kind of decent. Do you remember where we were when USC went up there and lost last year? No. we were. At, it was right after we did the De La Salle game. We were in that bar. Who were they playing? Washington State. USC, probably. Washington well, they, they State. Always lose and, a that's, lot. and they blew it. It's a it tough was a place to play. Friday night game. Very tough way. So the reason why I didn't see it is because it's not on my board right now. Okay. Well, there it is. Big B, thank you for that one. Those are my two locks. Wow. So I can't take that because it's not on my board. I got in early. 
I got in early. But you, hey, you, you're more than welcome. Now, I'm glad you're back on the Pac-12. You gave up on it. Gave up on it. You gave up on it, and now you're Well, back. yeah, with that two loss. I mean, because I, to be honest, I wasn't ever thinking of Oregon. But you brought up some good points. Dude, Oregon is so good. That quarterback is like on Mel Kuyper's board. He's like the number one guy on the board. That quarterback. In that, in that fucking Stanford game. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went like 20... Th- has a quarterback ever gone like 23 of 24 with no interceptions and lost a football game? No, with, like, those four- are like historic numbers. Yeah, like that was the fluke of all flukes that so, losing that game. Kenny, I know, I know Penn State, all that. Michigan State did beat a good Penn State team, and I said earlier that they were turning it around because I watched their first two, three games. They looked absolutely terrible at Arizona State. I know that's a tough play. I think that was a Friday night game, but I'm just I'm so not sold on Michigan State. If Michigan's going to be one of your or Michigan State's going to be one of your picks. That's a tough one. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Rivalry, I don't buddy. Rivalry games I know. matter. Give me the points. And I think that scale is going, or that needle's going a little too far. There are certain times when, yeah, I know it's a rivalry game, and we're going to remember when, you know, uh, I don't know, when Syracuse and Clemson, if that's even a rivalry now, beat them last year, and it was close this year. I, that's a horrible example because that, that was close two years in a row. But a lot of these games are total blowouts, and you don't, you know, you don't remember those. There you go. That's some college, college football. College football, man. It's getting good. I think the the first CFB standings come out next week. Not that they're going to be any different than the AP or the coaches' polls that we're looking. When you got four undefeated teams, it's pretty simple. So unless hey, look, some man, major it's coming stuff down to, to the wire. Every game matters. We talked about it week one. We just didn't realize that Texas Maryland was going to be a game that we'd look back on. We looked at like a crappy game. We were like Tom Herman will pull it together at some point. Obviously, he pulled it together real quick. Very quick. They're playing great. Maryland. That's a fucking big loss. It's a huge loss. It's a huge loss. Like Texas is in the like they're the best team in that conference. They're but, in the playoff if they don't lose the freaking. Ma- Can you imagine you don't make the playoff because you lost to you Maryland? Lost Maryland, and then you go and beat USC and just start cleaning up. Yeah, Maryland, crazy. I mean, Maryland's getting votes for the top twenty-five, so they're, yeah, they're in about bad. thirty, thirty-five. No, Maryland they've been got impressive. Smoked by Temple though. Temple That's went into thing. Maryland, scored like. That's why 42. I was so pissed about that USC loss. They said they're going to go in and beat uh, a Texas team and then lose to Temple. Come on. And then we get the Texas leftover, and the Texas beat us, which we knew what was going to happen after I was at that game last year at the Coliseum. Texas should have won that game, too. All right, NFL time. We got 20 Ooh. minutes left with 15 <coughs> minutes NFL. Last five minutes, we'll give out our five picks, our five locks of the week. Ooh, I got to narrow it down. It'll also be up on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, get on Instagram and give us a follow, mostly sports. Uh, NFL. And share this. Get, and share, share this. Everybody Put it on, on your page. Uh, yeah, come on, guys. We got like, just throw us a little share. That's all we ask. You share us. When we do get T-shirts, we're going to send you some T-shirts, some mostly sports T-shirts. I think I got found like one or two the other day. Stringer, we got a boys' medium with your name written all over <laughs> it. Right? And Mo, I owe Mo one, but he he wants a double X. We only went up to a uh, single X. All right, NFL. We're at that. We're almost at the halfway point. We like to talk about: Do we know who teams are? Right, like yeah. a week two, we were like, all right, did this game matter? That game matter? What does it have? Do we know who anybody is? Power rankings. Scavati, nobody loves power rankings and tiers more than you do. Yeah. Give me your top five teams in the NFL right now. Actually, take that back. What teams can win the Super Bowl? Oh, speaking of cowherdy questions. That is. That's a very cowherdy question. Give me the teams that can win a Super Bowl. The teams that can win a Super Bowl. Yes, this year. Let's start off right down the road. Rams, boom. That's an easy one. That's Don't need to say it. Undefeated, great team. They have, I mean, we always talk about schedule. The Rams are 6-0 and right now. Pretty cake schedule coming up. I think they have to play KC. 
I mean, I'm not, by no means am I going to say the Rams are going undefeated, but you look at their schedule, you're like, that's not totally out of the equation. Isn't it like in Mexico, too? It might be. Yeah, I think it's in yeah. Mexico, that game. All right, um, Rams, that's one. Rams, here's another one I like. The Saints. Don't write off Drew Brees just yet. Drew Brees is probably just sitting there thinking, God, all you assholes, all you guys do is talk about Brady and Rodgers and how good they are. They got a solid team, man. They got they are complete around the ball. I I, I like them, and I don't, will not bet against Drew Brees in a tough situation. We always talk about the last two nights. What was it Sunday night, Monday night? Brady goes down, kicks a field goal, wins the game. Next night, well, Rodgers, oh, you want me to do that too? I can do that too. Brees is sitting there. I I won't against in a two minute drill, but he's in the conversation with those guys. All right, Saints. I I don't disagree with that. Saints, Rams, NFC. All right. So how many teams in the NFC you see they can get to a Super Bowl? That is three. Two. I'd say three teams. The Eagles. You got to throw the Eagles in there. I mean, they're they're far behind those two. But do you see another team in the NFC that can get to the Super Bowl? No, just those three. Just those. Or just three. those two. Sorry. So there's those two, and then maybe the Eagles. And then, I was thinking of putting the Eagles in just because yeah. you kind of have to. But for the Eagles team to go back to back. Sorry, I got to straighten this out. That it just doesn't seem like it's. It doesn't seem like it this it's year. Hard to disagree with that. So you got two teams in the NFC that can kind of get there. AFC. Mm -hmm. What do you got for me? Can't write off the New England Patriots. Boom. Four and two, up. even They're though they back. got two losses. I mean, They're that's a, that's They're an easy back. pick. Yeah. That's an easy pick. Uh, and then KC. That's it, huh? That's it. I need I need one more team. So oh, I'm, I think there's two. What there's do you mean two. there's two? There's two there's, more. I think there's four teams that can make a Super Bowl from the AFC. Don't say the Chargers. Oh, I love the Chargers. I, I knew you were going to say the Chargers. I love You just love Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Can't Rivers. say the Chargers. That team is loaded. Talent galore. Melvin Gordon, I got news for you. Melvin Gordon's like uh, the best running back in the NFL. He'd be, oh, he's up there. Absolutely. Melvin the numbers Gordon he puts up are stupid. Dude, he scored like 400 touchdowns at Wisconsin. Can I guess? Wait, you have another team in the AFC? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on the Matt. Yeah. Don't say anything yet because I, I can't figure out which team it could be. We got the Patriots, who you agree on. Yes. You got the Chiefs. Obviously. And you got the Chargers. Yes. Nobody in the South. No, that division is awful. The North, forget about it. No, the East, forget it. Just the Patriots from the East. The Patriots from the East. You're not picking. You're not picking the Bengals or the Ravens or the Steelers. Give me those Baltimore. Hey, get the fuck Mike, out of here! I got Baltimore. news for you: Mike. crab cakes Dude. and football. Oh, That's geez. what Maryland does. Joe Flacco, I got a trade offer. I know one you're of my going leagues. Chargers because they're borderline. Some guy sent me an Flacco. offer, Flacco for Todd Gurley in one of my leagues the other day, kind of as a joke, and I almost accepted it because Flacco <laughs> is going to the Super Bowl, my friend. I think I have early MVP numbers on Flacco too. I got to check. I threw him down for an MVP season because the number you were just getting stupid odds on. Yes, that. it was something like you know the eighty-five thousand or whatever it was. This team is for real. What an ass kick! And they went in there, great. It was like. That murderer Ray Lewis was in there just stabbing Titans on the on the, oh, deep, on the offensive we, line. Here we go. That Ravens defense was on fire. They have an identity. They know who they are. Yeah. It's a bunch of no names. You got Jay's your eye test. your guy Buck Allen. You got Alex Collins out of Arkansas. Allen. You got Flacco back there gunslinging. Lamar Jackson coming in for the occasional you know RPO where he just runs it every single time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm liking this Ravens squad, man. Okay. All right, they got to keep him entertained because for all the talk in the preseason was Flacco's done, and Lamar Jackson's going to be taking over this team by week four. Not the case by any means. Not an easy schedule. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I like these. And then Ravens, what do you got? Do you, you agree with the two in Ravens? Lost a close one. Cincinnati's pretty good. 
That Thursday night game? It's that was a season very for Cincinnati. Game. They, 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 be, they can put up points. They could be 5-1. and one. What about Atlanta? I talk, we talk about Atlanta teams who— stinks. No, 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 no. But, no, 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 no. I'm not putting them in this to get back to the Super Bowl by any means. But we talk about teams with an identity. Coming into the season, you would say, absolutely, Atlanta has an identity. They, they, they know mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. Julio Jones, not one touchdown catch yet. But, like, historic numbers. For catches and yes. yards, and and you know, I think most yards and catches for a guy that hasn't caught a, caught a touchdown through week six. They got they got three top receivers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is going on with this team? It's just I don't know. It's like the soulless Matt Ryan thing, where like they had that one blip on the radar where they made a uh, made a Super Bowl, they blew it, kind of like a stomach punch. The air got let out of their thing. Uh, the defense is fine. It's just like a soulless team. Uh, there's just no. Matt Ryan is not some guy that wins big games. It's it's yeah. I don't know. He's a, just, he's he's a step up. He's Andy Dalton but one tier up, I think. And they can't stop anybody. I mean, that doesn't help when your defense is just getting lit up right. like a sieve in a league where offense is just at a premium. You got to be able to stop somebody eventually. I know that people say, "Oh, it's a quarterback's league. You got to running backs are obsolete, blah 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 blah." Like at the end of the day, the, like the final four teams we see will have decent defenses, which will probably be Kansas City's demise if they can't figure this out and stop somebody. They're they're yeah. just fucked. Yeah, you're not gonna outshoot so. anybody in the playoffs going through that 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 juggernaut. NFC North, probably the most intriguing division, I would think. I mean, the AFC East is pretty much done. The NFC West is pretty much done. You got the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings all sitting there at three two, three and two. Vikings, Super Bowl hopes. Packers always have Super Bowl hopes. The Bears, kind of coming out of nowhere. Mitchell Trubisky doesn't look like that stupid of a pick anymore, right? Coming out of Carolina. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, who wins that that division? Uh, I don't know what the uh, – let me see if I can find some odds on the division winner because it, it feels like it should just be an even money kind of split. Throughout the entire division, let me see if we have any NFL future odds here up oh, on I my got futures. Uh, Ooh, I got NFL futures. futures. There we go. AFC, NFC divisions. My money, I would probably just take whoever has the longest shot, which uh, NFC North winner Bears plus one fifty. That's crazy to me. Lions plus eight hundred. There we go. And then Packers plus two hundred. Vikings minus one twenty five. Um, I, I don't know. What do you have the Vikings at? Vikings plus two hundred. All right, I'm plus one fifty five. Plus 155. I'd probably throw a little. I'd, at the end of the day, I don't. I'm not a big at like Cousins believer. I think he's always. He's, Cousins is who he is. Like he's kind of doing the same thing he did in, in Washington, where he's putting up really big numbers but making really stupid plays. And when you're a middle of the road team, those things aren't amplified. But when you're a team that's in conversation in for conversations Bowl. for Super Bowl. I don't think their defense is as good as people thought. It was like the perp fucking Jim Marshall from back in the day and Chris Dolman and all these great names from the past. No, they're fine. I'd probably take the Bears. I think that was really? like a they, – the Bears snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory in Miami. Now, that being said, how wait, many wait, times – where? where do they do it? In Miami. Yeah. Yeah, but ha- – what? But that's what I'm saying. How many? Well, you didn't let me get to my next point. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How many times throughout the years have we seen teams go to Miami? It's 98 degrees with 200 percent humidity, with a hurricane on the fucking coast, like four miles away. Forty years, finally Hurricane yeah. Michael finally Hur- got fi- one. Finally got one. I finally got one. But and we see a team go to Miami and just wither in the heat and make dumb mistakes and lose Did the game. You, I think you're. Is this a storyline from Ballers or is this a real thing, bro? I'm, I don't. Nobody think loses in Miami. People Miami look, sucks. Ask any Patriot fan. 
Ask any Patriot fan. The Patriots have a history of going to Miami in the regular season, regardless of record, and playing badly and losing games. This is like the time no, when that's you get real aces thing. cracked and you remember that, but you don't remember the nine other times when you win it. People like to talk about the only weather that matters is it's 15 degrees in Minnesota and blah, blah, blah. When it's 98 degrees and 100% humidity, we've been to Florida, Mike. We did football games down there. We were just calling the game, and we were tired. And you know what? These guys were playing in you football You were still games. wearing a sweater and 200% humidity. Hey, you got to be camera ready at all times. Shout out to St. Thomas Aquinas. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think Miami's actually pretty decent. My point is I would take Chicago. I'd probably take the 150. They have the best defense. If Trubisky is even 80% of what he's you only been. Have Chicago, I have Chicago 250. Yeah, my book. We, I mean, book. All books are different. So I have uh, plus one fifty to win the division. If you can get two fifty, I definitely take Bears. You go in Chicago, huh? You're going against Rogers. Yeah, they have no running game. That, yeah, that's they, just that, a that, weird team. I don't that's know a very Mike, weird team. Talk about identity. They don't have one. Mike McCarthy is like the guy that is like perceived as a, like a genius, or maybe he's the guy that like in eighth grade he was six one, so he was better than everybody. Then everybody caught up and was either better. Or the same, but people still looked still at that guy it. like he was the guy, and he's not the guy it's anymore. Just like how everyone loses in Miami. Yeah, people, dude, Miami, tough place to play. Uh, what was I going to say? Talking about, oh, shit, I was just going to say something about the pack. Ah, uh, what were we t- Before you said the McCarthy thing, what were we saying? No running game. The defense is a little oh. spotty. They made C.J. Beathard look like freaking Sonny Jurgensen. So, God, I love these old school names you're bringing up today. <laughs> Back in your day. No Y.A. Tittle references yet. No, I live Tittle to you. So, buddy. when I was at that wedding in Green Bay during the football offseason, people thought I was insane for suggesting that they sign Des Bryant. I know you're anti-Cowherd, but Cowherd has some good points. He goes, what is going on in New England and Green Bay where, like, what kind of bank are they using? I know they just paid Aaron Rodgers, but like everyone's taking pay cuts in these two places. Don't worry, we're taking, you know, take a little less for the team. Take a little less. For the team. Nobody's getting paid. What are they saving this money for? Get Brady a top receiver. Get Aaron Rodgers a Des Bryant. Why is everyone writing Des Bryant off already? I I don't think the problem with the Packers is their wide receivers. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're digging deep into the well. That kid's uh, the kid with the hyphen in his name, who I've played in DraftKings the last couple of weeks and killed it. The kid with the hyphen is Scandalous Valdez or something. I think yeah. he went to South Florida or Central Florida, one of those Florida schools. Anyway, like we've talked about this at nauseum for years and years. Like position players uh, just grow on trees, man. You can find receivers. You can find running backs. It's you all about the line. It's all about receivers. your defense. Uh, but Des Bryant's not a top receiver. That's but the he has point. been. That's the thing. He has been a number one receiver for a very long time. But he has a fucking. No- he's he's a number. He's a number. He's a low end number two receiver at his best right now with a number one receiver mouth and entourage. But we don't know that yet. We don't know. The- yes, I, we know the mouth and the entourage yeah. part. But we don't know. I don't. I just we watched don't- him play football for the last three years. We don't know that he's a low number two right now. Uh, he, that's what he it was, was at like, Dallas. But like, I'm not comparing him to Brandon Marshall, but when Brandon Marshall came to the Jets, we got excited. Back then, we were like, all right, we're getting a, you know, one, and he was a bottom number two. He was probably a top three. Par- Parker said here, if, if wait, Aaron Rodgers has one of the five best receivers in football. Yeah, I know. Give him someone on the other side, too, though. Give him Dez. I, people thought I was insane. And then all of a sudden it starts, oh, yeah, maybe we should. Bro, maybe we need something. We need something. Adams, maybe we're not as good as we think we are up in, the, up in Green Bay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Devontae Adams is a like a top five guy in the NFL. Yeah, no, they, they have pieces. And they got Randall yeah. Cobb. They got, they, got, they got pieces. Dez Bryant is not going to push the Packers over the edge. Give me a break with it's, Dez it's, Bryant. Absolutely, it's going to make defenses switch up whatever oh, scheme they're God. bringing in. If you you're put someone only- like – Des Bryant in the slot? Oh we haven't seen anything like that. 
put him in the slot. Maybe he doesn't have that 4-2 breakaway speed to take it, somebody down the line and go on a 40-yard all-go. Put him in the slot, dude. He's what? He's 6-6? Six, six? Put Des him in the Bryant? slot. Who's getting Des that Bryant's ball? like 6-1, first of all. Who's off. getting that ball with Des, Des Bryant in the slot? I would rather have Bryant Gumble. Oh, dude. Des Bryant. You're at it. That's probably why you're not an NFL GM. No, I, I get it. I, you don't even have the balls to go play down in Miami. Five minutes left. All right. Let's do our picks. Yeah, real quick. Shout out to Nick Madonna getting married this weekend out at the Cosmo. Gordon. Cosmo. Just, Gordon Watson just texted me. He's getting ready. He's getting, he goes, I got your bets ready for Sunday. Going big and need help. You'll be at Cosmo this week. I'll be at Cosmo next week. We got it covered. Yeah. Vegas, baby. And you can't come with me this week. I can't go with you next week. That kind of sucks. But what we can do is give people. Now, you're going to Vegas. You're going to put money on all these picks. That's how fucking confident you're feeling about your picks. Absolutely. You want to just fire your five out right now or you want to go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. All right. Because I got seven right now and I need to cut some out. All right, boom. I'll go first. I'll let you think for a second. I already said it. I already gave one out. I got Oregon plus three on the road at Washington State. Oregon outside shot at making the playoff. Boom. That's my first pick. Okay. I'm starting on Saturday. Mississippi at home getting four points against a struggling Auburn team. A home dog who's as good as Mississippi, I'll take those points all day. All right, Michigan State, rivalry game. Always give me the dog in every rivalry game. Throw the records out, but Michigan State finding their groove, rounding into form, big win against Penn State. Penn State a way better offense than Michigan. Slowed them down. They'll be able to slow Michigan down at home. It's an early game. It's a noon game, 9 a.m. back there. Michigan State plus 7 right now. Not 7.5, but you never know. It might go to 7.5, so wait on it. All right. Shout out to Philip Boyd jumping on the board too. We were just talking about your dogs, man. I know, but everybody's sleeping on those Bulldogs uh, in that SEC. Who's that could sleeping be on interesting. It? They sucked last week. Who's sleeping on Georgia? Dude, they got one loss. Dude, they got blown out at LSU. Dude, they're still in the conversation. Is... They have one loss. There's times in life where you have to take your ass whooping. Look, if Georgia comes back and plays great this week, yeah, then you can say, all right, people are sleeping on them. You, after you get blown out, and Jake Fromm looks like Jake from State Farm. Oh, you were watching that game, too. You were, I couldn't see uh, that. You were texting me they that. They should yeah, have yeah. put Justin Fields in in the third quarter. And they did, and they took him out. And he went down and scored a touchdown. And then they Don't took him out. Don't get me started on these freaking Georgia Bulldogs. Wow. Pebo, <laughs> might need to get you in here next week. Do a little research. Defend your squad. Uh, yeah, Coop, of course, we'd all rather have Megatron. But he retired, and he's not coming back. Too bad. All right, you got, I got my last pick. Who right. you got? I said Michigan State plus seven. I said I mentioned this before. Stanford's going to Arizona State minus three. I believe the game is during the day, so it's not going to be as crazy as it gets at Arizona State. They're not going to be th- flinging tortillas at you, which is what they do. Stanford minus three, going on the road, getting a big win. They're kind of forgotten about in that Pac-12 conversation as they should be. They come back, win big in Arizona State. All right, I'm riding the wave here. We're going to the NFL. We're going to Sunday. It's a, it's a league of just streaks. You get hot. You find your groove. You don't want to take your foot off the gas. The Chicago Bears defense, while I think it's very good, they're not the monsters of the midway. Patriots go in there. Patriots are on a roll. They're putting up 35-38. Give me the Patriots minus 2.5 on the road in Chicago. Early game. That's pick three. Okay. That's nice. I like that. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm sticking with college. This line jumped out as 13 and a half. I think it should be 14 and a half, in which case I wouldn't have picked it, but I love getting that hook. Ohio State going to play the Boilermakers at Purdue. Ohio State's going to keep this train rolling and win pretty easily. That's going to be ugly for them. All for right, the sticking with the pros on Sunday. Very apropos, Mike, you have that shirt on. 
Although Mike gave up on the Jets and still owes me dinner at Mastro's Ooh. because of their historic season last year. Which we also have pending because Cleveland needs to win six games for you, and then we can both go to Mastro's. I love this Jets team. I like them this year. They're home. They're home dogs. Minnesota going in there. Getting more than a field goal at home. Getting three and a half. Jets have a grounded pound ground game. Donald out there firing darts to a none one Robbie Anderson. Give me those Jets at home getting three and a half. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Love it. I am so glad you said that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip my next pick and go right to my last pick. Okay. Vikings. Go in Terrible. and embarrass Terrible. the Jets. The Jets are a god-awful team. That defense is going to give Sam Darnold fucking fits. He is not going to want to throw the ball in the second half, and they're going to be down by 27 after halftime. This is an absolute blowout. The Vikings go in and just do whatever they do all over New York City obviously, or North Jersey. obviously disagree with you. The board is all over you, Mike, because Stanford plays Arizona State at night. That's fine. Tonight. That's all right. Totally different thing it. in the desert. All right. But yeah, give me those Jets as usual. Hey, Mike, historically, you bet against the Jets. The Jets do great. So I feel really good about that pick right <laughs> now. So I appreciate that little knock. All right. We're going to the final pick. My, I'm staying with the pros. My third pick. Oh, shit. They are playing tonight. The Arizona yeah. State. Sorry. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Third yeah. pick. Okay. Look, the 49ers have looked really good. Oh, dude. I'm going to get. Oh, you're I'm getting not, 10. I know. Okay. I didn't pick them yet. I didn't pick them yet. I'm just okay. I'm expounding for a second. Right. They've looked good. Great coaching. C.J. Beathard's looked good. It ends this time. The Rams come in. Statement game on the road in San Francisco. I hate taking a nine-and-a-half-point dog on the road. Because you, you got to take ten. All right, I'll take ten. No, no I have nine-and-a-half on scores and odds. I got Rams okay. minus nine-and-a-half against San Francisco. Wow. So I, I got, have them marked, and I, I didn't have the balls to do it. I got a three lot of dogs and two favorites. Those are my five picks. Rams didn't cover last week for the first time all Let year. Let me run mine down real quick. Oregon plus I still three. Got one more. Well, then you, no, but then you oh. say yours and run yours down. Oregon plus three. Michigan State plus seven. I got the Jets plus three and a half. I got the Rams minus nine and a half. And then what was my other pick? I don't even remember. I'm so fired up about these Jets, Mike. <laughs> oh, I got the the Patriots minus three and a half. Two and a half minus two and a half. All right. My last pick, I mentioned to you in our second pre-production meeting of the day. I think it's a little weird that USC is getting seven, even though I think believe Cameron Smith is out for the rest of the season. That's a defensive guy. I know he's a captain. That's not going to be that big of a swing. It's not the quarterback going down, which would only be like a two- or three-point swing. USC going into Utah, very tough place to play, but they are getting seven points. Uh, I have no problem taking a money line bet. USC goes in takes care of those Utes who are definitely, definitely having a down year. So, to recap, Mississippi plus four at Auburn. Those are going to be a big four points. They're not going to win that game outright, but those are those four points are going to be huge. Stanford, minus three tonight. I'm going to start off 1-0 and oh with two days off. I love it. I love it. Ohio State, minus 13.5 at Purdue. Really interesting line. SC plus seven and those Vikings to go in and ruin the Jets' party. That's what I got. There it is. We'll put them up on Instagram later, so they're documented. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us on Thursday. Good time, Michael. We'll see you guys back here Monday at 1 o'clock. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Find favorites. Combined with the most entertaining and intriguing talk anywhere, this is.
is your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at UBNRadio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.